pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. Did I believe the other way in transition to the back? Oh, the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning. Hey, Thursday. Oh. A small Friday go. edition. Let's do this right. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Easy E on the other side with no excuse today. Unbuttoned, but prepared as always. Always. And he has buttons today. Yeah, he does. He has, that's what I said. No excuse. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, I'm guessing the hat, the hat coordinates. But yeah. I, my brother, we, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're attached. We know each other. Time to go get the razor out. It's time to that's get a haircut. Time to get a haircut. It's about that time to break forth the rhythm and the rock. I love that rhyme. shirt, though. Oh, the golf club of Texas. Uh, what are we going to wear to the golf tournament? We got to coordinate some. We got a week, so we guys. We, we, we I think you something. and I need to look good yeah. because we're not playing. So if you can't, you need to look we like to you're coordinate. about to play or just play. You think Sammy could turn something around? Hey, you for know us what if I was thinking? We, we, we need to make a run by. Yeah, I do. I think we should go make a run because yeah. uh, we got to represent. And for all you guys don't know what we're talking about, a week from Monday is our golf tournament. And early crew, we want you guys to represent. Represent, represent. I know that uh, because you guys are the ones up with a purpose or absolutely no life and are just going home and living a much better life than me. But either way, I want you guys to represent. Let's do it. Uh, so go to uh, sasportstar.com for all the deets. We're playing a week from Monday. If you got a foursome, 400, you're coming by yourself, 120. If you've been waiting to find the foursome, don't wait anymore. Um, we're getting to just a couple of teams and some singles. So, uh, I had, a, I, had a, I had a cat hit me up. I signed up as a single. I was like, you good. No worries. In don't fact, worry about it. You don't want to play with those clowns you're working with anyway. Yeah. They're not going to help you. We'll, we'll, we'll load you up. And there's an opportunity, if you play your cards right, for either Rudy or I to take a shot for you. Because no, no, don't put me in that. <laughs> no, I, I, no, no, no. That one, I'm not talking about golf club. I'm talking about a shot. Oh, yeah, that So one. there's okay, an opportunity yes. for us to come by and take a shot for or with you. Absolutely. Maybe we should get our own bottle and drive around and share our, our libations. What do you mean, maybe? <laughs> yes. Well, no. When, what I'm trying to get at is, we already had that, but we weren't telling anybody. Yeah, we weren't telling anybody. But if, if I guess, I'll give you a shot. If I if I roll up on you and watch you tee off, we'll give and you yeah. pipe one. I'll give you a shot. I think that is a promise. Yes, we might even have other stuff, maybe like bobbleheads for the best shot we saw. Yeah. Just little gimmies that we drive around with. No, no pressure. No, no and then pressure. also video of your errors. Oh yeah, there's going to be plenty of video. Now, will I post them? No, but I will have them in my archives. Um. I'm 
looking at our rundown, and I love what you put in our in the next segment, the dreaded <laughs> trap game. <laughs> We're and I, I only. It's real. It is real, and it's more real to me as a cowboy and Aggie fan as it is to most. And I think all of us rolled into uh, together. I don't expect a loss, but I'll tell you this: I wouldn't be surprised to see what Texas did last weekend to show up with the Cowboys. That it might take a, a take couple a of bit. quarters to get your ass kicked before you wake up and realize that this is getting embarrassing. We better put our foot on the gas. It wouldn't surprise me. We're going to talk about what are the Cowboys got to do to keep the steam hot. I see some, and I thought I'd never say this ever. Ever. I could be 75 years old and I thought I'd never say this. Ms. Becky, come on out anyway. Yeah, you can't play golf. Neither out. can I. Come hang around with us. We're neither not playing I. either. Yeah, I can't play golf either. But I see some spurs in this Cowboys team. Yes. Uh, uh, can you uh, believe? No, no. You, I, no, see I like sp- where you're going here. No. <laughs> I've, I've, the players talked yesterday. And I see some spurs in this Cowboy team. And I'll, I'll tell you, Rob and I'll tell you exactly what we mean. But I can't define it. I can I can define it, and I and I see it, and I love it. I'm glad you if brought that cow, up. If you're a Cowboy fan, you should be excited. I'm glad you brought that up. I was like, man, you guys sound, you know what? But on the other side of now, the don't... glory of a fast start is the reality of what the Cowboys have done in the past. Oh. And, of course, leave it to R.J. Ochoa, who is a, who is a Cowboy fan, but yes. he is a realist. He is a – but the reason that – the reason R.J. is a realist is because numbers – he's Some rain man with numbers, <laughs> yes, and you is. can't mess around with numbers. Now, R.J. will also find the numbers to back up his particular argument. Yes. So uh, – Then I, there's that. <laughs> I take a lot of what he does. I know it is based in fact. Now, how he bends that fact is up to him, but this – Last time they started 3 and 0, they ended 9 and 7. Now there's always reasons. There's an excuses and whatever, but they didn't make the playoffs that year. We'll talk about what happened to them and what RJ saw. Uh we were getting ready for the show. And Rudy threw this out. And this is worthy of conversation. 7 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Who is the best tight end on the Dallas Cowboys right now? I ain't going to tell him. Because no, I ain't going to tell him, Rob. Because I know I don't know when it happened. Because this time last year, you kind of liked. I know you're a Dalton lover, well, but that, you did kind of like Ferguson, and you weren't no, out on Hendershot. I didn't send him a birthday card like but, Joe did. No, but I like him. But Joe's going to take credit for discovering him, like he was the one yeah, that found like, the gold. Like, like Joe dude, was in the war room, sitting next to yeah. Will McClay, and was like, "This is our guy." Only thing I will give Joe credit for is on day one practice one, he looked at him and said, "I like him." Yeah, he did. So I will he give did. him that. He did. They have uh, the same hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was that. I like the cut of that man's gym. Yeah, that's a great um, haircut. But look at in the broader scheme. So you're kind of out on them. And I think that deep down, the Cowboys are kind of out on it too. They, they had three in the building. They had to cut a fourth that they did. They wanted to do everything they could to keep around. Right. If you got four running around at any position, you don't even have one. You know what I mean? If you True. can't figure it out. And if you got four, you don't have. It's like the quarterback yeah. thing. If you got two, if you're playing two, then you don't have one. The first axiom of fantasy football, as the commandments were written some thirty years ago, applies to all sports. Quantity never outweighs quality. Never, that never, never. Just because you got four good doesn't mean that adds up to one great. It doesn't. 
So I think the Cowboys are kind of in your boat. We're going to talk about Micah and really a deeper question about the tight ends as we move forward. Spurs training camp continues. I don't know how much you've been paying attention to uh, what's been going on behind the scenes. and Little maybe sneaky asses. They are. Last night on Don Harris uh, uh, on News 4, Don told us that over the summer, the Spurs have gathered together to do some things that we didn't even know about it. And they've done it more than once. Uh, interesting conversation about the Spurs as they prepare and uh, the uh, – the uh, comparison between the Spurs and the Cowboys, I think, goes toward both segments. Hmm. I think there's some, uh, there's certainly this youthful exuberance that you really can't quantify at all. Uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and I love it when you hear praise for the Cowboys from un- unlikely sources. I know you love it. I, it's what just do you mean? A, like, of course you love uh, it. You're, you're, you believe well, blue and silver. I what know, do you mean? But, but when you hear those unlikely that, places, yeah, like Jeff Saturday. The well, the what it wasn't that Jeff because to me Jeff is one of the few people on TV where I don't feel like he has an agenda. He's just giving you from a football, from a center's aspect. This is what I see. Like if you're good, you're good. If you're bad, you're bad. So when Jeff Saturday, in a in a weird way, compares Dak and McCarthy to Tom Moore and Peyton Manning, I say <laughs> what? Wow. I, I I have to I have to pause. Yes, Goldfinger one two three. Shout out to the YouTube early birds. We're gonna get to yes. Justin Fields. And I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna have Justin's back, and oh, I don't even and I didn't even want him on the team. Poor Justin Fields. Yeah, we're gonna look at what's going down and what is now being described as an absolute dumpster fire in Chicago. Hey, relax. I, relax. I didn't say that. Relax. I'm just saying it is now being described. Uh, over the last 24 hours, you've had the starting quarterback both uh, uh, destroy his coach in a way of robotic thinking, but then walk it back, and then the defensive coordinator decides I got to go home and take care of myself and my family, which means the head coach now has to deal with this offense that can't find its way and try to fix a defense that can't stop anybody. So uh, I don't know if you call that a dumpster fire, but there's certainly some smoke coming out of that the big trash can. We're going to talk about that. Look around the rest of the NFL. I'm going to pose a question. If uh, the number one wide receiver in the NFL, a former near MVP, goes down and uh, still hasn't come back, and the guy that steps in has 25 catches over the first two games, uh, is that a system number? Is Cooper Cup a system wide receiver? Have you seen the numbers from Poca Una? See, now when you say it, everybody's like, hey, you know what, you may be onto something. When other receivers or players call Cooper Cup a system Receiver, everybody's like, what? Why are you going there? Why are you going there? But, I mean, it's it's a fair question when I see the numbers that they've been, Stafford and this kid have been putting up. I don't want to butcher his name. Let me tell you, Stafford focusing a little bit too much on one subject. (laughs) My God. I think I know how to stop the Rams. Yeah. Uh, We're going to look around the rest of the league, of course. And it won't be any fun unless you're involved. Uh, 656-3776, 656-ESPN are the numbers to use if you want to talk or type. If you haven't gone to our YouTube feed, please do that. Rudy looks good today. And my hat's flipped I like up. your shirt, man. The Golf Course of Texas shirt is a popping shirt. Looks good. Thank you. Got my hat turned up so I can hear. <laughs> it's a weird look, like the little old school. I'm jealous of, uh, first of all, um, Pat McAfee, his new show. Have you paid any attention to this? No, not one bit. I you Really, you haven't? No. You were the first guy that kind of jumped in on this Pat McAfee thing. You noticed the wave of what was coming at the Super Bowl in L.A. a year ago. Over almost two oh, years. Oh, it was ago. the it boy. That's when I was like, oh, this is this is the real thing. He had the best set, the best guest. He was loud. He was obnoxious. But I could see the wave started. And I feel like he owes Aaron Rodgers an agent's fee. Oh, yeah. Don't get it twisted. He has a good show. Clearly, you don't get $85 million if you don't. But he owes Aaron Rodgers a percentage. 
The uh, he has had an unprecedented run of guests. <laughs> Have you seen the guys that it's just one segment after another, dude? I, it, it's crazy, it, but I, I know I have not watched. He has certainly plugged into it. I'm going to use a word. Might as well draw him. Pledge wants to be him. Well, I think Pledge wants to be Pledge wants well, to be Pat McAfee. Like Pledge, Pledge is like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, it's awesome, it's great. It's great. I, well, Pledge okay. fits the I'll demographic. Your, though. I'll take your word for it, Pledge. We'll I believe know, you, and I know he's working right now. But we'll know when the uh, transition is complete the day that uh, Pledge starts sitting under a suntan bed and if, it shows up in a wife beater. If when when that in, transition occurs, then we'll know it's complete. If Pledge comes in here in a wife beater, I'm leaving. He's in shape enough. He, he, is, he, he can, can get away now, with it. No, I'm not saying he can't pull it off. Yes, it, uh, Ultra Cowboy, I agree completely. If if Rudy was at any point today to fall off the boat that is R&R in the morning, you'd be able to survive by using your hat as a flotation device. I do have a picture of myself in the in so, a navy hat. Uh, I, it, I think was it you or Minix that showed me how you use those hats to save save yourself. Like you that use was, it to like that was definitely hold air. That was definitely Minix. That, definitely that, Minix. that that hat has a purpose above and beyond looking like uh, even your uh, dungarees. A even your dungarees they teach you to use as a flotation device. See that's like a word. <laughs> I, uh, where's my drink? <laughs> When you say the word dungaree, you're sounding like you're coming right like <laughs> 1930s. You, yeah, you put on your dungarees, see? Put on your dungarees. Dungarees, see? And, you know, that basic training. They come over to intercom and they tell you the outfit of the day. And you're in Chicago and you're in Great Lakes, excuse me. And it's just, it's January and they tell you ski mask. That's all you need to know. You're a Texas boy. You're like, I got to wear a ski mask today. That's your Like word. literally, like you wear a ski mask Well, what today? would be worse? Okay, so I went through basic training in San Antonio in July. So what Rob, would be it's worse? A, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, no, I'm not saying photo, yours isn't worse. No, no, I'm just trying photo, to figure out what would be worse. It's a photo finish because if you're from if you're from Wisconsin and you're at basic in San Antonio, you're dying. Oh, no, they were. If you're from San Antonio and you're at basic in Great Lakes in December, January, and February, you're dying. Because I'd rather be hot than cold. I the cold I, I just can't deal with day after day. Thank you for your service. Everybody. No, no, Ultra Cowboy. Let me tell you something. You do never have to thank me for my service. My service. I, you, you, your morning tinkle was longer than my service to this. Some gave country. some, some gave all, but all gave something. <laughs> no, you don't have to thank me. I promise. <laughs> I promise, bro. <laughs> okay, I promise. Don't thank me. I'm not a vet. None of the above. It was a cup of coffee, if that. <laughs> well, it didn't work out. I was 18, stupid and immature. It didn't work out. We're going Rob, down the road. Rob, I didn't play. You can thank it. Rob. I, no, I didn't want to. How didn't, long did you go? Four. You did four, right? I did uh, eight. You did eight years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank Rob. Edwin, thank you, father. But it was weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a keyboard guy or what? I was in the. I was a munitions specialist, so I armed the missiles that went onto the planes, and then I cross trained. Dude, you worked, and then I cross trained into EOD. I, I was the guy that you had a problem in, in, with training munitions. They would hang on the planes, and they still had detonation devices. So I was the guy that wouldn't disarm the bomb. Oh, can you, you imagine were- me doing that? What, what, Can you imagine this the, guy who can't find fa- his keys to get out yeah, of the house? The guy that loses his laptop, his glasses. I don't know if I want I you loading the I was a dude out of a pickup. <laughs> no. In the middle of the fly. I, I'm not kidding. Out, out of the middle of the runway with the pliers. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I think. <laughs> Can you, you know, imagine? I no. look back and think, what? how did they talk me into that? Well, your ASVAB said that's what you the, should the, do. The, the dreaded ASVAB. <laughs> I went in. You know what I went in to be? A weatherman. 
Oh, now it makes sense because you come outside and you're like, well, Rudy, the wind's blowing from well, the west, no. so that means this. Now no, it no, all no. makes sense. No, it, there was no intent on becoming Bill Taylor. I was never going to be that guy. Right. I was just thinking, I'm going to join the military. It's a family business. I'm going to go oh, in. Oh, gotcha. And, but I want to be in the rear with the gear. My daddy's a pilot. I, he's over the stuff. I want to be in the back telling him, hey, this is going to be a little cloudy. Gotcha. <laughs> I wanted to be back there. And I got in, and uh, things very quickly changed. And I was uh, told that I needed to go. They were like, no, you're not built for this. Let, 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 come over here. Carry these missiles. So, no. The, you know, the, anyway. Uh, I went in as a, for, I was supposed to be an OS, operations specialist, the guy that watches the doop, doop. Like? Uh, watches the little radar. See if oh, any bogeys gonna, are coming in. Like the hunt for Red October. Yeah. Like, oh, for, we, the, we gotta, for the subs underneath yeah. that? That thing, that guy. No, I didn't get to do it. True Lies was glory. based on Rob Thompson. He <laughs> No, I'm just. I'm I love that. people. You know what? I don't know why I liked that movie. That was, was it, a great movie. Was it? What's her name? Uh, Jen, Jennifer no. Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Was it her? Yeah. Or was it Arnold? And well, there was Arnold. But then, <laughs> no, Jamie Lee. the guy that made the movie was Bill Paxton. Yes, very much. The so. one who played the, that was that's truly me. If you want to compare me, it was that guy, not okay. Arnold. I was more the Bill Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> running around with the uh, not his Corvette. Got you. Pee in his pants when things got serious. That That's more likely me. And things are getting serious right now, and if we don't go to break, I'm going to pee my pants. Hey, coming back, let's talk some football. Uh, it is a big weekend of football for a lot of teams, not so much for the Cowboys. How do you get through a trap weekend? We're going to hear from the Cowboys, talk about what they need to do, and discuss at some length the best tight end on the Dallas Cowboys. He might not even have the number 80. Or any number around there. Hey, let's talk some Cowboys next. We're glad you're with us this morning. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, it's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Going to be a big day. Come out and join us. Going to the Cigar International out on I-10. The Blitz will be live from uh, 2 to 6. There's Monday Night Football. You know, it's a game. We're all getting together to watch it. I don't know how good it'll be. Uh... They got a little deal. I saw Jason sent this I, to our yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm looking it's for a, it right now. Read this. I, I got you. It's a one. You get one diesel unholy cocktail, which is a cigar. You get, that's what that. Okay. Yeah, you get one. You get a, a pint of Yingling and a 1.25 ounce shot of Jack Daniels, all for 15 bucks. So a cigar and two drinks for 15 bucks is a win. That's like a beer back, right? Yeah, it's a then, shot and a beer back. And then I'm not gonna promise you. Yes, yeah, a beer back. There yeah. you go. And I'm not gonna promise you. That you're going to get any yingling, but maybe you will. I would. I would just come out and see. I know that the reps are going to be there. I know they're going to be there. I don't want to promise anything. I don't know what Renee and them have set up, but come I hope out. Renee's to there. He, he better be. If Mr. he's not, yingling gonna, himself. Yeah. If he's not, I'm going to. I'm going to have. I'm going to have a word with him. I have his actual number. I'll have to let him know. Like, hey, I don't appreciate you not being there. Hey, if I'm getting out of bed to come to this thing, you can too. We'll be out right. there from two to six. Come out and hang with us and smoke a cigar. Let's talk some sports and hang out with friends of like mind. That's at. Uh, Cigar International, Rudy and I are going to be there actually having fun because we don't got to work. <laughs> yeah. Jason and Joe just get to sit there and watch heckle. us smoke and drink. I'm going to heckle. I think we should sit in front of them and heckle the entire show. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. But the only thing is when you show up to these things, next thing you know, Jason's like, grab a headset. Uh, see, that's just it. <laughs> grab a headset. <laughs> and it's fun, but we all know but in the uh, in behind the scenes. Here, why don't y'all come to take the mic? I'm tired. Right. Yeah, that, that's all that is. We love. Hey, we'll be out there. Well, I'm sure we'll be on the air. I so, hope Joe's next to a restroom. Well, of course. Okay. Especially after sure. the uh, beer back. 
the dreaded trap game. What we have written here is this real? Well, I'm, there, there's there's this age old rest versus rust, mm-hmm. prep for long term versus never overlook an opponent. This is professional football any given Sunday. But let's be real of the situation we find ourselves. The Cowboys are as hot as fish grease. I stole that from somebody. Who said that? That's a basketball reference. Who? I don't know who. I don't know who said but that. But they're person. as hot as they've been in a long time. And the only thing that will slow you down right now is a trap game loss or a, or an injury right. in a key position. So we're looking at Tyler Smith trying to come back with one of those injuries that could go back, could go again. Right. Would you play Tyler Smith? Yes. You've got Donovan Smith, who is a full participant Wilson. in practice. Oh, Donovan Wilson, oh, full participant, finally, uh, in practice, coming off another one of those injuries, uh, calf, I believe he's dealing with, where you never know. It could pop immediately. Cooper Cup still hadn't come back with an issue kind of like this. Uh, you got Brandon Cooks, who still hadn't practiced, which I think Brandon ain't going to play no matter whether the debate or not. How do you balance incremental growth, maintenance of steam mm-hmm. versus trap game and long-term view for the season? If you if you if you legit can go and you've been cleared, you're playing. I'm not again, this is this is the NFL. Jerry said it Tuesday, every game is 5% of your of your season. So Every game is important. Like Jerry said on Tuesday on the fan, we ain't dealing with 82. Tyler Smith is a young guy. If he can go, put him out there. Not only that, the reason why I want Tyler Smith out there more than any of them is because of what Mike McCarthy told us every Friday since he's been on this, the head coach of this team. Continuity and getting, you know, and, and getting everybody acclimated. So, Tyler Smith, what, this is second year? Get the hell out there. <laughs> what the hell do you mean? Get out there. See, now, Donovan. Depending on curse, if curse comes gets gets rid of this bug, which is probably COVID, so I hope he's not giving it to anybody else because we are having an uptick. <laughs> but if curse can beat COVID, <laughs> then I may not play Donovan only because I'm watching what's going on in Cincinnati with the calf, right? And I've seen what happens now. Donovan's been out a while though; he's been training he's got, camp. Yeah, he's gotten out. He's gotten more rest time than Joe Burrow because they're so deep in the secondary. If Donovan, if he's even a little bit shaky. I, I don't play him because, again, I'm good there at, at that position. But I want Tyler out there just to get acclimated for what, we, what we're trying to be and what we're trying to work toward going down the season. Now, they're chasing 3-0, and and the last time they did that, they didn't even make the playoffs. Let's talk about heading toward the playoffs and the numbers that scare you and the numbers that make some sense and some nerd numbers as well. You want to talk nerd numbers? I uh, like we like, I like nerd going, number Thursday. I like going in the woods. It's a uh, because I'm not a big football guy as far as like the X and O's and being in the woods. So when we get in the woods, I like it there. So we're gonna dig deep into the numbers and tell you how the Cowboys managed to put 30 points up on the board and look forward to a game that could trip you up and look to the past where three and O meant watching the playoffs. R and R in the morning continues next here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. 
R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. Welcome on to R&R in the morning, a small Friday edition. Lots of good stuff coming for you. We are going to hear from Michael Parsons. His podcast is a bit of manna from heaven as uh, he continues to offer good sound. We're going to talk uh, and hear from Micah as they head up, head to Arizona for another home game Yeah, there in Phoenix. It's always good when the Cowboys play Arizona on the road because essentially now you get nine home games. Um, alter ego animals will be a point of discussion. <laughs> I'm interested did, to see what your alter ego Did you ever is. watch Harry Potter? And you're the Harry See, I didn't, and I feel bad because my my middle daughter, she's now 15. She was so into it. Her her little friend, had, her friend that got her into it, and then she next thing I know, she's been watching it, and I just couldn't do it. Well, I, I mean, but I, I hate that I didn't. I hear it's pretty good. Well, I, it's kind of like the question: What would your Patronus be when you oh, cast him? I don't a know. See, I just Harry Potter really guy? nerd Jesus, out. Edwin. Is he? No, I've no. seen it, but I'm not like a big fan of it. So then I, you know well, see, I'm of the generation is. that when the book when the books first came out, we read them to our kids. So I was I kind of oh, yeah. I was kind of forced into it, and then so my kid would sit- fall asleep, and I'd just keep reading. Oh, you were hooked! I was hooked, man. <laughs> I was like, I can't even imagine. You know, and you look back at your former self, and I was joking about what I did way back right. when. I remember with my wife waiting for like the midnight premiere with my boys. To go see Harry Potter, like totally nerded out, like in the robes and in, the, you know, no, you did. Yes, you were not. Yes, dressed. I was there. I was in it. Are there pictures of this? Well, this is back in the day when you didn't have pictures. You didn't. Oh yeah, this but there's like got to be like a Polaroid. Like Two thousand one. Got to be a Polaroid. You had to go is. get developed. You know, in our house, there, it, we have a bag of about thirty-five yeah, we camera, like disposable Old cameras. Photo. No. Oh, did you never develop? Never even develop. Go do that. What are you waiting Where? for? Where? Where do I go? There's I, there's got to be a place. We the photo mat uh, in the mall parking lot's gone. Texters and YouTubers, where can Rob get old disposable photos developed and, from it, disposable well, the, cameras? The other Help part us. of that is, I can't imagine how much it would cost. I bet there's 20 of them. You know what? I, I bet you it's not that much. I bet it's not as expensive as you think. I would like to because gosh knows what. I bet Walgreens will do it. Will they? I know. I've literally not considered, see kids, there was a day when you had to actually take the pictures that you took. You didn't even know what they looked like. Right. And you'd go give them to a stranger and then they would look at them and they'd put them in a package and you would pay them for them. Right. You had to actually buy the photo. It was like the original NFTs. The the first NFT was what we were dealing with, but there was only one of them. Right. Anyway, let's see. The text said Walgreens. Oh, well, that's a lot easier than I thought. Yeah, it is. I thought I because they still sell of... disposables. Get the hell out of it! Why? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> sometimes you want to take a picture underwater or something. I don't know. I have seen Polaroids kind of make a making a make comeback. a comeback. Yeah, me too. Anyhow, cowboy talk. Don't ca- start calling. Three and zero is uh, that means you're going to the Super Bowl, right? It should. Uh, what was it last week? The number was 64% of teams that go 2-0 go to the playoffs. Go to I the can't, playoffs. can't imagine what 3-0 tells you. So if you don't go to the playoffs, I imagine if you're 3-0 and and it's 64%, and I'm sure I could dig in on the inner tubes and find it. But no, right now. I imagine it's like 70% of teams that are 3-0. No, 74. Seven, see? So, it, so this Cowboys stat that R.J. Ochoa found is more about man-biting dog than dog-biting rant. I mean, right. it's a random occurrence if you've gone 3-0 and that you don't make it. But it is worthy of consideration when you think about how things can turn, how quickly 
a winning team can go south. I remember Pittsburgh a couple years ago was eight and zero. Was that oh. three, eight and zero three years ago, two years ago, and collapsed. Just yeah, it happens. So it it, it can that happen. Was ben, like Ben, that was around Ben's last season. Yeah, it was one of Ben's last. It was, one of them. And it's not about the fundamentals. I mean, you can have all the fundamentals there, but you just, for whatever reason, get off the tracks, and that's the fear, right? Right. So in the Super Bowl era, Rob, 155 teams start off at 3-0. and Now, of those 155, 115 of them made the playoffs, 74%. Now, 42 of those reached the Super Bowl, which is 37%. So you're saying there's a chance. More than just a chance. Yeah, that's I mean, 37%. So that's not bad. I mean, you, I could be, you know, that guy and say, well, that means 63% chance you don't, but, <laughs> but it's more than or less than 90% right. where, and now 21 of those teams went on to win the Super Bowl, which is 50%. Do you put any stock other than it's happened into these numbers? Well, the only thing is that, you know, Jason Garrett's last season, they started off three and zero, ended up going nine and seven, ended up missing the playoffs, but what- that was Jason Garrett. I think this is a different team with a different mindset that if they get off to it, if you give a team this good defensively a 3 and 0 start, it's just like you it's just like giving a defense of this caliber a 17-0 lead. I I agree with that. You see what I'm saying? Like we you just get to pin your ear back, ears back, you're playing with house money and you're just out there, you know, free flowing. Does the uh the youth I mean, this is or the. I'm trying to define where we are. Does the newness of this team concern you? It, it doesn't seem fragile. You said something that I found interesting. That this Cowboy team reminds you of the Spurs. I, I, what I mean by that is, when I listen to Trayvon and I listen to Tony Pollard, anybody other than Micah and Dak, and Dak only gives you the answers he gives you because he's the quarterback, he's the face of the team. But even Dak, after the game the other day, you could kind of tell this team is concerned with what is going on inside of their locker room. They have no time for us. They have no time for the fans. The answers they're giving are, we've heard all y'all's talk. We know what y'all really think of us, and we're only focused on playing for each other and winning the next game. They're really not giving you anything. They're just locked in, lock and step. This is a family. This is us. We're playing for one another. We don't really want to hear from you media types, even if you are a Cowboy fan. That's just the vibe I'm getting. The vibe I'm getting is like, look, I'm doing this. I'm talking to you right now because I have to. Because Joe came in and told me, hey, man, you got to talk today. You haven't talked in two weeks. But other than that, they have no time for the camera. Again, Micah is much more than a football player. Micah is a superstar. Micah, you know, he's hanging around with billionaires and he's at Michael Rubin's party. That is a totally different thing. And he can do that because, as he says, he's a lion. Dak is the face of the franchise. He has no choice. The rest of these guys are locked in. Even D-Law. D-Law is still brash, and D-Law still thinks very highly of his team, but even he's dialed it back. This team is about them. And that remind, that part of it reminds me of the Spurs. Like, look, man, we don't care about y'all. We don't care what y'all think about us. We only care what we think about ourselves, and we're focused on the Cardinals. Where do you think it came from? Is it Micah? Is it's it, Micah. So it's not Dak, it's Micah. It's Micah. It's Micah. He, he's the leader. I, I know he's got who, an edge. Is yeah, that why? I, I, he's got an edge, but then he's also put in the work, and then he also performs. And when you see the best player on the team, who was I, I forget who said it. I don't remember who said it. When the best player on the team is outworking everybody, then you got you got some work to do. So I, I feel like they've taken on the identity of what Micah is because he, while Dak is the face, 
I, I could I could argue Micah is, but Mike that is Micah's team. And when you look at it, Rob, there's a good chance, and I don't want to go too far. There's a good chance they start off four and zero. And I know Cowboy hater ain't gonna want to hear this, but that deems that Forty Nine er game meaningless. It's not division, not a division game, and even no matter who wins that game, it means nothing in the playoffs. So they start off four and zero, and the Forty Nine ers beat them. You know, Cowboy Stephen A's of the world will come out and they'll be throwing their shots, and I'll even take my shots. But they start off hell, even if they even if they go into that game three and one. It means nothing. It means nothing, especially if they go 4-0, because I think they're going to beat the Cardinals and the Patriots, to be honest with you. I haven't seen enough from the Patriots to say that they're going to come into Dallas and with the, that way Dallas is playing and beat them. So they're going to go into that game against the 49ers 4-0, and it'll be a Sunday night game. We'll all be excited, and there's going to be 25 million people watching us. But the loser is no sweat off either team's back. I hate that. No, but it's I, real. That's what you know. This is this time of year. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And while it's this time of year in the NFL, in the NCAA football world, it's time to fish or cut bait. <laughs> There's an old axiom: you never get involved in a land war in Asia. And do you ever bet Notre Dame to win against the top ten team? I say no. We're going to wow. talk about it next. It's R and R. And you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz. Starting at 2 o'clock today, we're live out at Cigars International as we pregame for Thursday night football. Fly by Yingling will have lots of prizes to give away every hour. Plus, you can register to win Cowboys Patriots tickets. Stephen Jones joins us at 4.30. We'll talk with John McClain. We'll talk with you and Rudy J. Because, Rudy, we're at Cigars International, my man. I know you're showing up. I might. We'll see. And, yes... Edwin, We're, we have fulfilled our contractual requirement as talk radio hosts. Today's the 21st of September. Do you remember? Great song. I mean, how do you not get in a good mood after you hear I'm that? I'm telling you. You know this song? Okay. He's not. <sighs> Edwin's scared. Edwin is, you know, Edwin, this is the same cat that hadn't seen Menace to Society. Ow. He hadn't been tainted. But he yeah. knows this. That means you got good. If you know this song, then your parents. Yeah. Did right. We that, all, when you it's hear also this song, it all. See, it's, it's it's two things. Like you can be at a little gathering and you can be in a good mood, or it could be Saturday morning, and that means it's time to get your ass up and help mom clean. There is that. So there's there's two ways this song can affect you. But either way, you remember it <laughs> exactly. Every time you hear it, we were talking. What's Earth, Wind, and Fire's best song? The one I remember. This is certainly right there. Right. Huge weekend in college football. Pac-12. Man, oh, man. Yeah. going to be a busy weekend there. Ohio State, Notre Dame, front and center. Colorado, Oregon, certainly going to be in a lot of discussions, too. Uh, this is an opportunity for Notre Dame to kind of what justify you, holding. You, no, it is. You're just sitting around waiting no. on them to get their teeth kicked in. Be honest. Well, I'm not, I don't have to wait long. It'll happen tomorrow or on Saturday. <laughs> but uh, th- Notre Dame, I do believe. Over the next couple of years, it has to do. They're remaining independent. Mm-hmm. They're walking a fine tightrope because I don't know who they're going to play and when they're going to play them. You but see, that's the thing, though. The reason why they're in a the pickle is because perfect example. Who, who are they playing this week? Ohio, Ohio State. State. If I'm Ohio State, I got to play Michigan. I have to play Penn State, and I have to play USC starting next year. My one, if I do have one non-conference game, I'm not going to do you. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, I already have three games, plus the random year when another, you know, run of the mill, I was having a great year. That's four. And then sometimes five. It's like, I already have five really tough games, and then you want me to schedule you as well? In, like, like who's November? Gonna, right. Who's going to schedule you at that point when your schedule's already, especially when you're talking about the SEC and the Big Ten? You know, because what they're going to be going into next season. So they have to kind of establish themselves as the heavyweight champ. You know what I mean? They have to establish themselves okay. as a team. You got to beat us to prove you get to fight for the national title. Right. And that, and you have to ensure, if you're Notre Dame, that the SEC has to call you. Right. When you have an open weekend and you really are getting yourself to the title, you're going to have to go through us. Now, the good side of this is that this – this uh, playoff pool is about to go to 12, so they don't have to See, be great. See, then that's the other side of it if you're Notre Dame. You're like, okay, well, considering we're going to go to 12, maybe there's going to be a few teams out there that want to have that, a, a little bit of better strength to schedule but and, and, and schedule us. Like, why wouldn't Colorado schedule Notre Dame in 2027? You see what I'm saying? Like, if you're in the Big 12, if you're Colorado or whoever left in the Big 12, you're going to need a little bit of help as far as your strength to schedule goes because, you know, no disrespect, you got you got Cincinnati, you got University <laughs> of Central Florida. Schedule may not be that strong. So maybe you're going to get Utah. Why wouldn't Utah schedule Notre Dame uh, and I for do strength agree to schedule purposes? That the, the middleweight, I, I'm not, should, weight class shouldn't play into this. The, uh, the mid-majors would need a Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, the Houston. The new idea of what a mid-major is. Right. And the, you know, the old idea was, you know, Sam Houston State. Now the new idea of a mid-major is Houston. True that. So the mid-majors might need the Notre Dame game. But there is this notion that when Notre Dame plays big-time teams, they lose. I mean, I, I'm not as my domerness is obvious. But it is, we, we can't argue that. Right. I mean, I don't know if that was Brian Kelly. Which, yes, I'm going to say yes. He was there, what, 10 years? Yeah. He? Yeah, I'm going to say Brian Kelly. But Ohio State's got something to prove tomorrow on Saturday, and it, and it I really think both does matter. Do I don't think either team's been tested yet. And on the other side, of things that need to be proven: how desperate straits is Nick Saban in Alabama? You feel like it's panic time? Well, let me. They are it, two and one. They are two and one, and it's not. It's no shame to lose to a very good Texas team. I, it's hard Let's for see. me to say that, but here's where I find Bama, and this is the thing we kind of extrapolate. If you look at what Dion did with Colorado, right? And how quickly he turned things to the better. Thus far. Well, I mean, yeah, thus far. But how quickly he went out and got talent and got enough on the field to go beat a TCU. That was granted, we can argue. But to get to go from zero to 70 in a year, what's to say that a program can't go in reverse just as quick? Have to hit pump the brakes. Well, what what's to say that? If everybody has been going to Alabama to get themselves national title chase and to get themselves into the NFL, but now I have a choice of eight different schools that have the same amount of money and the same prospects, quite frankly, are going pro because now there's more stars everywhere and it's just easier. Who's to say that Alabama can't, just like Clemson, just fall off a cliff? Never happened. You don't think so? Not under Nick. Now they might go now, Rob. But you don't look, have to go this too is, far right, south to fall is, off a cliff. This is the thing. Remember, just like you just said a couple minutes ago, we're going to twelve teams, and if Nick has time to prepare for a team, and he's the let's say he's the eighth seed, and he's playing the fourth seed, whatever the case may be, I'm still going to bet on Nick. Now, what I will say, Rob, they've been cruising in the fast lane at seventy five. They down about sixty. 
So they're uh, down about sixty. But for but for Nick, a Nick coach team to go from seventy five to the school zone, not gonna happen. Well, not the, under his watch. And my and I could be wrong. Right. And, and we're against it. And this is something to think about as we head into break. The difference between nine and two and twelve and oh or, 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 right. or, or I don't know, six and five. Is three players and two, you know, and four plays. You know what I mean? That's so yeah. razor thin. And now with the Big Ten and SEC, you don't have to go too far down to really be out of the thick of it. And I don't think Bama's there yet. Clemson is. We're going to continue oh, talking God. college yes. football. Continue diving directly into the Cowboys and do all the other stuff we do. This is R and R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio's Sports Star. It's O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys. Oh, 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 oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Small Friday. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. Thanks so much for getting in with us. Don't mind them brake lights. We'll get you where you're going. Easy E, unbuttoned, but taking care of us all the way till 10 o'clock. He's doing a good job. He got me to run down at 635, so he's all right with me today. And um, StreamYard at like 530? Yeah, the StreamYard came extremely early. Things coming fast and furious. It's going to be a big day today. Come out and join us. We're going to be out at Cigar International. Out there on I-10, just inside of 1604, you know where it is. Uh, we're going to be there from 2 to 6 as the show, the Blitz, will be going, and we'll be there afterwards. we got Monday Night Football. Yingling's going to be out Thursday, there. Rob. Don't take us back to Monday. It's Thursday. What Monday. the hell? Why are it's you trying to go back Amazon to Monday? Amazon football. Amazon football tonight. It's your streaming service tonight. The uh, Giants and uh, uh, the Giants and the 49ers will partake in football. We will partake in specials. There, There is a uh, – we got a – is it a Blitz package? Is it a, 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 a – I think it's yeah. You could you could call it a bliss pack. A cigar, got a, a bourbon, get, and a beer back. Yeah, one diesel unholy cocktail, one pint of Yingling, and one point two five ounces with the Jack Daniel back for fifteen dollars. I'm in. And on each table, because sometimes you smoke cigars, you get a little bit hungry, and you don't want to start the room spinning. They have this little QR code for the restaurant that's next door that you can order from your table, and the restaurant next door bring you some food. I've been to that restaurant next door. It's good. It is. Good vibes over there, too. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, that's kind of a rock and roll theme. Yeah, that one. You're, you had a one. Yeah. So, yeah, come on out. Uh, that's today uh, out at Cigar International. And before you do that, uh, if you haven't signed up for the golf tournament, I'm trying to warn you. <laughs> Keep saying, and we're inching close. Better get, better uh, get in. Get yourself signed up. Uh, Dak Prescott is preparing to play his 100th game as a Dallas really? Cowboy. Yeah, isn't that an interesting number? It'll be his 100th career game in week three against the Cardinals. He's the only player in the NFL history with at least 150 touchdown passes, 25 rushing touchdowns in his first 100 games. What? He can also continue to climb the list of the most combined pass rush uh, TD through the, this point in their career right now. Uh, if you look at the, in history through their first 100 games, Aaron Rodgers and Dan Marino are tied with 221 combined touchdown and uh, passes and runs. Uh, a distant third, but though will be caught, I would imagine, this year. Well, it can't be caught because Pat Mahomes finished his first 100 games with uh, 206 combined. 
That ain't happening. I don't think Dak's throwing that many touchdowns on nah, Sunday. No, I don't think it'll happen. But uh, but is. you know what, Dak? You know, sometimes you in the midst of it, when you're in the midst of it and you got all these pressures and you got Cowboy Nation, you got Cowboy haters coming at you from every direction, every now and then you really got to stop. And I'm sure there's people in his circle that he trusts that tell him, like, bro. Do you realize you, how like, good it is? Th- like, dude, you – Came out of Mississippi State, a fourth-round pick. You were the third-string quarterback. Romo goes down. Kellen Moore goes down. Everybody thinks the season's over. The Cowboys have started looking for veteran quarterbacks. You go 4-0 in the preseason and never look back. Like, again, I get why you're a pro athlete because you don't allow that. Like, what is it Kobe say? Don't rest in the middle. Rest at the end. So I get that mentality. You don't get to where you are if you just stop and smell the flowers. But every now and then, somebody in his circle needs to be like, bro, you are not supposed to be here. And you do the turnaround. You're not supposed games. to be a top ten quarterback in the league. That is not what this your trajectory was on. And if they're my, they're, <laughs> what do you figure? There's G. three dudes on this team that were here when he was here first. Is that was that what we're down four, to? There can't be many. Him, like Tyron, and Zach, and Zach. That's it. I'm trying to figure if there's anybody That's else. That's it. Demarcus Lawrence and D Law. Okay, they're four. D Law was here in sixteen. I think so. Yeah. He played with Romo. Yeah, he was he's there in fourteen. Yeah. Okay. So four. If by that, my count. Yeah. Just hard to fathom that he is a seasoned, long-term vet seeking his third contract. Yeah, man, I, it's it's crazy. But again, it, it took Tiger walking away from the game for a while to get his life right before he realized, "Damn, dog, you you do have fourteen majors and eighty-two wins. Yeah, yeah. You know, what you're I mean, not a failure. Yeah, you know what you're I'm doing saying? Pretty good. Like, and that's when he came back with a different person. Ended up winning another Masters, but sometimes. You got to just step back and be like, dude, fourth round, third string. Now you're at your 100th game with these numbers. Now, YouTubers chiming in. Daryl G says 100 games and two playoff wins. See, See that's why he can't you're stop. The problem. That's why he can't stop his number. You're flowers. the reason why people have unrest. But you. He's, but he's kind of right. No, he's absolutely right. And worthy <laughs> of everything we're going to bring up. Now, uh, the reason that Dak will probably get the numbers and, and be successful through his 100th game is the guy on the other side of the line, number 11. To give you an idea what uh, Micah has meant in the NFL, this weekend, Micah recorded a team-high nine pressures, two sacks. Nine? Nine pressures and two sacks. He averaged the quickest pass rush get-off. See, now that's a LeBron, ESPN, Micah, ESPN stat. Now we start to get – he's already – LeBron does have four rings. We're going to give Micah LeBron stats well, already? I'm putting you in the okay. mind right, of the NFL nerd from Zebra Technologies. The mind of when the true NFL types break things down, they see this. Micah Parsons has the pass rush get off of .5 seconds. Now, I don't know what the hell that is. That means about it. when they say hut in .5 seconds, he's gone. Well, that's the most or the least, the fastest, however right. you want to describe the .5 second get off. Of any player in a game over the last two seasons with a minimum of 20 pass rushes. The dude is literally blowing up the game. He is a cheat code on defense. He is an instant win with Madden. Now, Clarence Hill, who joins us on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock, Fort Worth Star Telegram, told us last week, he's been to every Cowboy camp since 1997, and he's never, again, think about that, since 97. However many years ago that is, it's too long. I graduated in 95, so a long time ago. But, Never seen a player just wreck a training camp to the point where Mike McCarthy and Schottenheimer can't even work on what they need to work on because Micah, like we were there that week and we saw a bunch of times they just made Micah go to the sideline so they could get work 
<laughs> it's true. Yeah, like literally, they just he would just be holding his helmet all practice so the offense could actually get some work done. We were we were asked by a, a suit to provide three word description of, of who our, we are. Right, Rudy and I. Right, in some sort of marketing scheme. I hate doing crap like that. I hate it. <laughs> what? And I don't know. It just describe. No, I, right. But I Micah Parsons has a podcast that he does from his closet. I guess you probably got a nice podcast booth built into the Micah Parsons kind of estate. Kind of sort of. And uh, got to talking about uh, his uh, spirit animal. You know, I just adapted to it. You know, I I feel like some things you just got to embrace. And I feel like my energy and positivity, um, the things that I'm trying to bring into the guys and finding their own ego and finding themselves. Um, I say I know a joker a lot around about it, but, like, I really feel like, that's just who I am and who I want to be. And, like, when I always get my chance to talk in front of the room, I talk about the lion hunt and, like, the preciseness and how methodical it has to be and oh how lions God. have to work as a team to get what they need and so they can feed their families. But I said, if you look at this, this is what we are, bro. Like, we out here trying to hunt this guy and we trying to kill these people so we can feed our families. Like, that's our why. I said, no matter if it's nature or in life, everyone has a why. And, like, every week we get a chance to go out there and fight for ours. So, I said, we got to be a pack of lions, and Tay's a jaguar, and, you know, everyone's just finding their – and then uh, Mozzie said he's an orca now because I bring up the orca talk and how they <laughs> – so, you know, everyone is just finding their own identity of who they want to be, so it's pretty cool, and that's why I do it. Okay, now, this is what I'll say. That was a Cowboy player availability. That was Micah yesterday. Not his pot. No, Look, oh, I'm sorry. Me, let, right. No, this no, let me, tell, let me tell Micah this. As a – Animal Planet, National Geographic, junkie. The females do the hunting. Okay, Micah. The male just come eat. Unless the male has been kicked out of the pride, got his ass kicked by the other male from the pride in order to mate with the female. Males very rarely hunt on their own. The women go hunt. The man, the, the man lion comes and eats. So I get where you it coming. Makes me want to be the male lion even more. Yeah, exactly. I'm just letting Micah know, like when you talk about hunting, just know the, the the origin of how lions actually hunt most of the time. Now, men lion do hunt, but I'm just saying. But should a wolf I, pack would be a more appropriate? I like the wolf pack more appropriate, but the lion, I get where I, where he's coming from. I'm I'm being silly, obviously, but <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm having some fun with Micah as I normally do. <laughs> But I just kind of give him the background. But I get where he's coming from. And the, regardless of the actual breakdown. So, so who is the they've Jaguar? They've all taken. He said Tay. I think he was talking about Diggs. So Diggs is a Jaguar. Yeah, I'd rather him be a cheetah. No, there's only one cheetah. Well, that's. And yeah, but we have to have our own cheetah. No, you can't have. There cannot be two cheetahs in the jungle. There can only be one. And it is Tyreek Hill. Well, he can't okay. be. He can't jaguar, be. I'm down. That's why do you think Mike, Micah specifically called him a Jaguar because he respects Tyreek and he knows he got to see that cheetah later oh, on I this see. season. I you see what I'm saying? You like, you be, be careful with your words. Careful with your words. But I get it. But regardless of my breakdown of it, they've all taken on Micah's personality of look, man, we got work to do. We got a goal in plan. And. Y'all need to get on board, and he's talked about dragging them along, and they and they're doing it thus far. Now, certainly the beneficiary of an extraordinary beginning, and and Coach McCarthy certainly recognizes what he's got in Micah. This is a, a unique entity that you kind of allow to be himself, grow into this superstardom that is it's now here, right? And yesterday, and he got to play tight end. 
Um, he he was very disappointed in, in my route, but I told him I didn't warm up. I just went out there on the fly. Um, I, I look forward to running it back this Friday. With the proper training, and uh, uh, what's that machine called? Jugs and the jugs. My, I'm, and I'm being serious. I'm saying this with a smile on my face. Because he is so extraordinarily gifted and so talented and so just off the charts, if he had, was able to take the time, he could easily be the best tight end on this team. That's how little I think of Jake Ferguson, Hendershot, and Schoolmaker. Now, Micah got work to do on defense. He's got to be on that side of the ball. But if he, let's say this offseason, he says, look, man, I'm working on being a two-way. I want to be Dion Or Travis Hunter. Yeah. He the could, latest version. Yeah, he could easily be the best tight end on this team. Who's going to be a better blocker? Who's going to be a better pass blocker than Micah? Who's going to be able to shove a linebacker on his ass and get open if he could catch the ball than Micah? He, it, like I said, if he trained at it, Ferguson, just out of here, <laughs> Why here, did you talk. turn on a dime so much on these titans? And that's know, really the part here. I don't know. I like him. I don't love him. That's what it is. I'm sorry, Ferg. You haven't done anything <laughs> to deserve this. calling him out. <laughs> but Micah could beat him out. With the proper training. Now, I, I believe that. I'm being dead serious. Well, I, I, I agree with you, too. Now, here's <laughs> the problem. Here's the, the, uh, I know McCar- this isn't McCarthy's first rodeo. No. He's going to have to put him in on offense now. He's uh, going to have to. Give him a little goal line oh, package. Uh, the next Vrabel t- did it. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So next time they're close, next time they're near, Mike oh, is going to be standing next to his coach. Put me in, coach. Come on, coach. Put me in. Come on, Coach. Resident Texan fan lets us know James Pledger. J.J. Watt did it and excelled. There you go. Whatever. And he did it it in the snow uphill. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Uh, The Spurs have their own spirit animals. They've been working it out over. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays at noon. I love San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. It's R&R here on the Star. Hey, we're going to get to that dumpster fire we call the Chicago Bears in just a couple of minutes. Why are we talking Chicago Bears in San Antonio? Because it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Because we enjoy a train wreck. (laughs) I I don't know how you get to this. How does a professional franchise, a billion-dollar entity like the Chicago Bears, a company that has been in business for 100 years, forget how to do this. But they did. I, I can. I, I'll explain when we get to our NFL gumbo. We're coming just around the corner. The gumbo is hot. But first, uh, Don Harris last night on News Four uh, on his uh, Wimby Wednesday, which is you know that's that's a forever thing now. Um, told us that the the youngsters, the the, the uh, dudes, as a uh, uh, former Spur Dejounte used to call them, have been gathering all summer. That they've had four, at least that's by his account, or maybe four or five, three or four doesn't matter. But they have come together three or four different times over the summer. To uh, work out, to uh, they come in. It's been a three, four day sessions that they've come out and you know kind of get to know each other and get in, inculcated, indoctrinated, and, and get everything going for the season. They're not out playing in UCLA's pickup runs. They're not in the Drew League. They're, Which I watch those UCLA runs on YouTube. Those are beatdowns, man. I that's that's it. some runs, they man. <laughs> they hooping, but no, I feel you. Continue. So you know, I they're not there. They're here. That yeah, that been, matters. No, it matters, and it's also getting used to playing alongside of a guy that's you know supposed to be a generational talent. You want to make sure you're getting that work in with them, and 
What's crazy to me is they're able to keep it under wraps. How did until we not last... know? Well, I think I think your Dons and your McDonald's and your Orsborns, I think those guys knew, but like, hey, we'll we'll keep it under wraps. This way, it's not a big ordeal. It's the Spurs way. You know how things go. There's trust me. There's there's a handful of media types that knew, and. You know, and then of course Don, being the legend that he is, he gets to break it. <laughs> well, she, you know, all we got to do is just have somebody parked on Did one you Spurs. Know? No, I had no you idea. Sur- You're not on the end. Well, I, I noticed. I think I talked about it on Monday that there had I'd seen a bunch of pictures of guys with Wimby lately. Mm-hmm. Like there was one. Where oh he's, yeah. Like in a, he's in the back seat of a what looks like a suburban, a dude standing behind beside him outside the car holding an alien, and then there's another one where hey look who I ran into, and it was Wimby kind of like poking his head out of a window, and then. Uh, <laughs> So I knew he was here, and I took some solace that at least he's not in Paris or someplace else. He's actually here in San Antonio, but I had no idea that everybody else was, too. Yeah, um, I like it. Again, they they probably saw the same number you did, Rob, yesterday, the number that offended you so much at their oh, win total. Eight wins. You eight, better be eight working. more wins. So yeah. they, they got him at 30, I, which, again, if you want to go to BetUS.com, I'd take the over. Uh, I like it. I'm down with it. And, and you know, I cannot wait. Again, normally basketball season, I'm like, wake me up and wake me up after Christmas. The Christmas Day games, I, t- I you know, I lock in. Especially since 2000 and about 18, when Kawhi finally walked out, I was like, okay, I'm checking out of basketball until Christmas. But this year, I'm yeah. I'm tapping in media day, training camp. Well, here's our pre-season. problem, Rudy. You know what media know. day is? Yes. We're going to have to do some uh, oh, yeah. some tap dance quick and get it out. But I'm not missing media day. As soon as we're going to have to go and do some stuff. We're going to have to. You're going drunk. You're going to go, well, you're going to, go to media day I mean, drunk. I mean, it's our, our, we're talking about riding around I'm the golf tournament just, with a bottle. I'm just, I'm, not, I'm just. You're just going to hold your camera I'm, I'm, up I'm, and record. I'm, 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 <laughs> what concert, Rudolph? Beyonce? Drake in Austin. It was Drake. Oh, that. Which is a concert that my 15-year-old, even though she just got a quince that I will forever be starving for. I've been eating ramen since the quince. Just gave her a quince. She won't talk to me because she couldn't go to Drake in Austin. That's that's the type of child I'm dealing when with. When is Drake in Austin? That w- It already happened. Oh, it did? Yeah, it already happened. I missed it. Yeah. you, 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 you is he mo- He's moving to Houston. As, as a lot of people. So Houston is one of those states where if you're moving from Toronto, where if you make a million, they leave you with two hundred fifty thousand. The oh. best place to move to is Texas, and Houston has become one of those it cities. Fifty Cent also moved to Houston. There's quite a few celebrities that have moved to Houston, mostly because of state tax, but also because it's like, okay, I still feel like I'm in, I'm in the happening, and some things are popping off. Houston, yeah. Drake loves Houston, though. Like, just a little background on Drake. Like, he loves since since he got in the game. Like, Houston was like his second home. Houston, yeah. I love Houston, too. I know you do. But I don't think I want to. Now, see, I would move to Dallas. My wife would move to Houston. I like visiting Houston. I don't want to live there. There's lots of stuff to do, but there's (laughs) there's everything else. But see, see, the thing is with them, Rob, when you talk about 50 Cent, you talk about Drake, there's some dude driving you. Like you and I, no, we're gonna we're gonna be in the car but the for an traffic hour. Is one thing. It's just uh, and there's a lot of people listening right now that we're getting into some deep family Texas stuff in this. <laughs> uh, you know, you're new to you're new to San Antonio. You're new to Texas, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, four cities. Rank them. So very different. All oh, four, I mean, they're two the, hours the away, but two years away. Are yeah. so ridiculously different. San Antonio is a family town. Like uh, Austin's my favorite California town. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like Austin too. 
I like Austin, but it ain't I Texas. I want to live there. What I mean, do you mean it ain't it Texas? It ain't Texas. They, go, they're the capital. I, what, what I'm saying is what the, the mentality of Austinites is not your common Texas mentality. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just different. Texas right. is a very different state between just Houston and Dallas, and they make the money the same way. And San Antonio, I don't know how to define us, but Houston. Drake chose Houston. Yeah, well, could you uh, imagine if we're seeing Drake at West Avenue, Takiana? Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, no, it's not going to happen. Him and his 30 people entourage because he has security like the president. Not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You're not going to be at El Camino chilling with a 30-person entourage or elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with that, though? He was like, there's nothing wrong with it. I love it. I love those places. I'm just giving you the breakdown on a 30 something year old dude. <laughs> it's the Mike McCarthy Show every Friday morning at 7 and 9 with RR in the morning. I'm all about winning. So when it has to do with winning, then it's part of our operation, our, our messaging, and our outlook. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94 1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Coming up later on The Blitz, we are live out of Cigars International. Going to have a lot of fun. We'll have Cowboys Patriots tickets to give away. Plus, we'll have some tickets to give away to the State Fair of Texas that involves a little football game there. Flight by Yingling will be there. They'll have prizes all day long. Plus, we'll talk to Stephen Jones. He'll join us at 4.30. Rob, Rudy, Micah Parsons, or Dak Prescott? Who can you live without? Ken is mas macho. Micah Parson. Who can you live without? Dak Prescott. I'm going to say you can live without. To answer that question, Joe, I think that's an interesting question. If it really came down to it, the quarterback's still more important. It's still Dak. You got to have your Joe Flacco. You don't win a Super Bowl without Trent Dilfer. I mean, don't get me wrong. Micah makes you – Micah puts you in the – in a different, you know, lane for sure. I love this. But if you're really playing 17 games with Cooper Rush. Oh, it has to be Cooper Rush. Now, now if that other kid that's there, who I'm going to ask Mike McCarthy, how's his development coming along? You can catch Mike McCarthy tomorrow at 645 on these airways. Don't do I that. I just want to ask him, how's he coming along? <laughs> I just want to say, hey, how's Trey coming along? You know, when we're going out, like, hey, Mike, by the way, wait, how's Trey coming along? Now, if Trey Lance comes into you know training camp next year and sets the world on fire, then the answer is Micah. So it it depends, Joe. On I guess I didn't answer your question, but it depends on the development of Trey Lance. Because if Trey develops into something that you know the 49ers and the rest of the league thought he is, then you could do it without Dak. I, but we we <laughs> it's a know, good it's question, so funny Joe. Because I'll tell you this: the Giants don't win a single Super Bowl without Lawrence Taylor. In that era, they don't. They don't. Oh, they they don't they, Phil Sims. Rob, they, they don't. You do know Phil Sims went twenty-two of twenty-six uh, in the Super Bowl. You know who was with by, on the other side, <laughs> scaring yeah. the fool out of that defense, making the defense do weird stuff, so they didn't have that to is do an great. Interesting things. question. That may be the best question Joe's asking this two years on I the agree. station. It, I agree. I think times have changed. I, think but, that, I mean, Joe been watching too much first take. Um, damn. We could look all the way back to the great fearsome foursome, the Purple who, People Eaters. Oh, you know what? With Alan Page. I think, you know, that NASCAR package that the Giants had when they beat the Patriots was more important than Eli. Eli threw up a Hail Mary and it it stuck to David Tyree's helmet. But the reason they won that Super Bowl is because they had Tom Brady doing his best Gregory Hines impression. So, yeah, defense, but not one dude. That's why it's a good question. I don't know. 
uh, worthy of following for sure. You know what? That is a good point. Uh, but I do want to talk about the, the Chicago Bears. I want to do it. From oh my no, God! No, no, no I want to do it. Now. I don't want to make. We got to go the to the top. We go. To, no, let's make fun of them. They I, deserve. I, I don't it. want to make fun of the Bears. I, I really don't. But uh, I do want. I get made fun of a lot because mm-hmm. I do believe that if given the the resources mm-hmm. that the modern general manager has, it ain't that hard. Here I do go. believe. Here you go. And I'm going to give you the general manager clipboard right now. Okay. And you are taking over the Chicago Bears. Uh-huh. You have taken office with your defensive coordinator going, I can't even come to work. I'm out. Whether he's been fired or it is indeed family and health. But you lost your D.C. You've got a quarterback that two days ago said, it ain't me, it's this stupid offense that I'm in. And you've got to deal with the delicate psyche of a prima donna quarterback that knows that he is just about done. What do you do today, Rudy J., general manager of the Chicago Bears? In all honesty, seriously, I'm playing every rookie on the the team, playing every rookie on the team, Mm -hmm. not losing games on purpose because I'm playing guys that are supposed to be, you went and got these two linebackers from Buffalo, you went and got DJ Moore, and none of it matters. Your team stinks. With that said, I'm playing every rookie available, and I'm going after Caleb Williams. I'm dead serious, and I, and I don't mm-hmm. even think I don't even blame Justin for all this because I do think Eberflus is incompetent. I do think he's the closest thing we have to Nathaniel Hackett. When do you fire him? Now? You wait? No, no, no. I'm trying. I'm trying to lose every game right now. So let him just finish let him, out yeah, the let string. Him, let him fizzle out, and then when I bring in Caleb Williams to interview him to let him know we might take you. I, I get him and his father's opinion on what type of coach they would like to play for. You know, you, So you're going... I'm going to go get me an offensive-minded coach with the ability to build an offense around what Caleb does well. That's where... Look, Justin is to blame in this. But also, like when you look at Philly, when you look at the Colts, when you look at the Texans, when you look at the Panthers, when you look at all of these teams with young quarterbacks, when you go back to Philly last year with Jalen Hurts, they said, okay, this is what our quarterback can do. Let's make him the best we can at what he does. Clearly what they're doing with Justin Fields up there is they're trying to make him something mm-hmm. he is not. Now, Justin didn't read the manual of the quarterback. When you become quarterback, they hand you a manual that says, when you come to the podium, when you're sitting in front of your locker, you take the blame, even if you know in your heart it ain't on you. Until you have reached the realm of Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Drew Brees, until you enter that realm, you take the blame. That's where Justin messed up. He forgot to read that portion of the quarterback manual. But where they have failed him, they're trying to turn him to something that he is not. Instead of doing what everybody else in the league is doing, but Chicago's too stupid to do it, and just say, okay, Justin only does A through C good. Let's make him the best ever at ABC. Instead, they're like, no, 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 Justin, we need you to be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No, he's not that. And you can tell he's out there thinking. You can tell he's out there like, well, coach said that even if that's there, let's go to this check. Let's go to that check. He's out there thinking way too much. And that's what he said. He's like, look, I'm out there playing like a robot. I'm out there thinking it could be coaching. But see, everybody's taking that it could be coaching and not playing the rest of the clip. There was more to that clip. But, but we Justin, knew what he was saying. Yeah, but Justin is at fault too. But it is also the coaching staff's fault. How is it his fault? Because at the end of the day, when you're out there, you just start playing regardless. Mm-hmm. 
regardless, you it, it's on you to play, and it's his fault for not taking the blame and just uh, keeping that in house. That's in the manual, man. It's in the quarterback manual. Every quarterback comes to the point. Hey, man, it's on me. Even though we just saw your defense give up forty five, I got to be better. I got to do a better job of what the coaches are asking me to do, and I got to get with them on maybe we could do a little few things different. But you don't come up there and say maybe it's coaching, and then try to come back and moonwalk it. Do you have? But I ain't to go, shocked at this. Is this a team in a position? I know you talked about Caleb. There's four or five quarterbacks. Coming well, out yeah, this yeah, year. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. But yes. Is this team? Would you not consider using those draft picks to build and go get a free agent? Can you get there quicker if you would you mean like the, a Kirk Cousins or something like that? Or I, I don't Garoppolo? know. I don't know. You just say just whoever. go find a quarterback that in the because this was a team a month ago that you thought, well, DJ got a wide receiver here. You, there's a little bit of talent on this offense. We do expect something. The defense needs some work, but we got a lot of draft picks coming. Right. And we didn't even talk about the defensive coordinator saying, I'm going home. I don't understand what <laughs> – there's more to this story. Yeah, he he hates the coach as well as Justin Fields. So what's this? Next year they got two first-round picks, a second, a third, two-fourths, a fifth, and a sixth. Yeah, there's a lot of picks that you can go out there and maybe go get Kirk Cousins. I don't know, Rob. See, I'm of the mind that the Bears – need to get they don't have the time to waste anymore because they're dealing with a new stadium you know what i mean they're trying to get some money and with That's all these point. draft I didn't even picks, talk about that i think that they would be more likely and i, I would imagine that their salary caps in pretty good shape without even looking at it i imagine they it, don't have absolutely. a lot of money on the books uh-uh. i hope they don't no they don't for me they should be the first in line and for the free agent quarterbacks Whoever that is, whoever well, whatever that, that is, I don't know who the whoever the new OC and you know likes new co- and the new head coach, whoever but that's going to be. That to me seems like the quickest fix because look at all these picks, and you know that you can bring in a wide receiver that can be an instant smash hit his rookie year. You can bring in an edge guy, a linebacker, a corner that can be an NFL stud the moment he walks on the field. You get immediate gratification and fixes, and while. Instead of waiting for four more years to figure out if this Caleb Chapman is better than the Justin Fields. I don't know. And, and sometimes, because this is a franchise that has never had a franchise quarterback, ever. And I, I'm including Jim McMahon Truth. in that. I'm including everybody in that. Chicago is like a college town in this sense. They do better under a defensive-minded coach. That is a defensive city. Mm-hmm. That is what they've laid their hat on. So... I think about a Dan Quinn when I'm talking about the Chicago Bears that could come in there, hire the right OC that kind of fits whatever his quarterback does well and could have some success. Often, I mean, Matt Nagy, they did go 12-4 and to Matt Nagy, get a wild card by, and then lose with the double doink to the Philadelphia Eagles. In 2019, the Eagles went on to win that Super Bowl. So they've had a tad bit of success under Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy. But for the most part, they've been they've been a better team when they play defense. It's like the Steelers. The Steelers are a defensive city. It's just like some of these, even though it's NFL and even though it's two totally different things, I think I put the Ravens in there as well, where it's just like, okay, man, this is a defensive town. We like to play gritty. We like to play dirty. We like to get in, you know, it's cold. Yes, it's you know what Bears, I mean? That's, yeah. it's, 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 it's what the Bears are, you know? So I don't know, man. It's just bad from, it's bad from top to bottom. You got ownership that is hands off. They just want to make money. The GM is, you know, still got milk on his tongue. The coach is inept, and your quarterback isn't a top-flight quarterback. So when you those three things alone, you're just not going to have a good football team. 
I get the sense that we're about to chew up and spit out the Chicago Bears. They're gonna. Oh, they, that's a wrap. You know what I mean? It's a wrap. And they got for this the Chiefs. Season. They got the Chiefs this week. So it, it's. <laughs> and, and I want to talk about. Okay, so the Bears story is done. We right. know this season is cooked. It's just a matter of how this plays out. How long does the coach hang around? How long does Fields stay on the field? And before things just really go south. So let's put that to bed. The next. The next story in football is going to be the Chargers, right? It's going to be the Chargers because this has been as, it's as big an abject failure or the, as the Bears are. Up to this point, absolutely. And, the, and with higher expectations, listen to Greeny talk about uh, our former Kellen Moore. Last year, Dallas's offense, the numbers suggested it was super explosive. They scored a ton of points. They racked up a ton of yards. And people would defend the offensive coordinator by saying, look at all the points they score. But the reality is a lot of those points are completely empty. Kellen Moore's offense was not an offense that played complementary football to their defense. Chargers went to overtime this past <laughs> Sunday against the Titans. They get the ball first. What did Kellen Moore call? Three long passes in overtime, no wow. yards, punt, Titans go down the field, kick a field goal, game over. That's not good football. You know, Mike That's McCarthy Mike McCarthy had that on blast oh! at, the, at, the, at the Frisco, at the start. Mike McCarthy had Greeny like on repeat. Y'all see? This is why I initiated getting his ass out of here. Third and four in Jacksonville, you call a fly pattern. For Noah Brown, <laughs> Kellen Moore, and I like Kellen, but I'm saying like, we, like Greeny, you should listen to Sports Star more. We talked about that at nauseum, and that's why Mike initiated it. Mike McCarthy's like, yeah, Greeny, I I I, I, I appreciate you coming along to the party. This is what I've been saying. This is what I convinced Jerry Jones to get his ass out of here about. When you said. He's got it on a loop. All I could picture was, what's that cigar we're going to be smoking today? Uh, a diesel holy cocktail. I imagine it'll be that or better for uh, Jerry. I don't know. Right. What he, I imagine his would be of a communist blend, but that's another story. I imagine his cigar was lit and laughed and laughed at that. Blake Oliver's horse It's coming. How it's long coming. do you, what's his, Brandon, what's his name? Staley. Staley? Right. Brandon Staley. You give him a week? Two weeks? They got to. They it's got to be around two and six. You think it has to be mid season? What's their bye week? That's when he gets fired. If they don't turn it around, yeah, uh, they ain't turning it around. Their bye week is week five. Week five. So I don't. I don't see it that soon. Brandon, because uh, <laughs> they right now they're looking at Minnesota, then the Raiders, then the Cowboys, and Chiefs, and then you get a bye week against the Bears. So. Another bye week. So essentially, if you're Chicago's on your team, you get two bye weeks. Remember on when your the schedule? Excuse me. When the AFC was supposed to be really good, it still is. Rob, don't do that. Quantity, quality. Let's talk about it. There are <laughs> there are lots of two and O teams. Most of them in the NFC. Who do we expect to be three and O? We'll look at all of that and be and be mindful of three and O. The last time the Cowboys were that bad, things happened. We're talking Cowboys. Micah's a lion and Mozzie's a orca. All kinds of animals hang around. We'll figure out what that means next. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the top. Oh, 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 oh
I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R. Here on the star, that's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson, Easy E, taking us in the right direction all the way till ten o'clock. Thank you so much for getting here. If you're just getting here, you can catch up on all things R and R at sasportstar.com. We call it the Audio Vault. Use it for your podcast central. If we're talking, you can find it there. No, if you're just getting here, I don't like you. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, do we have anything to give away today, Edwin? Uh, Guns and Roses, GNR, GNR tickets today. I'm gonna channel my. Inner axle and get my sway. Is it the axle sway? How did he used to he, do it? He did have that, that serpentine. Kind of, you know that kind of. axle sway? I saw a picture of You don't know nothing about that axle sway. You don't know nothing about that. He is uh, like, nah, I don't. Never heard of the axle sway. You've never heard of the axle sway? No. You've heard of uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, right? You know what? I'm going to give. I'm going I'm to ask your pops if you could come stay with me for a couple weeks. You, we got to get you up to date on some things. Man. So what would be the five record playlists that you would indoctrinate young Edwin Hafner with? The Blueprint by Jay-Z. Oh, well, yeah, he, he's got Jay-Z. He don't, know, he don't know nothing about hope. I thought I you were going to go R&B Edwin is school. like, Edwin, no, I'm going to give him that too. Edwin, um, <laughs> Rudy's up doing the Stevie Wonder. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of the same thing, shaking? Rudolph. It is kind of. Um, it was all sports. I don't know which albums it would be or what movies it would be, but we got to get them up to date. On I think you you pick one and I'll pick one. I would. I'm going Blueprint. I'm gonna go Keith Sweat. <laughs> you don't know nothing about no Keith. Edward definitely don't know nothing about. Well, no I mean, Keith Sweat. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you got to get him up to speed. The, the, uh, yeah. Off the wall. I see. There you, you go. Need, you need Michael, MJ. You yeah, need MJ off go. the wall. He got to get. He got because off the wall is better than Thriller. I'm not going to argue uh, that. I know you're trying to pick no, a fight. No, I'm not trying to pick a fight with you. But I'm not trying to pick a fight with anybody. But No, you me, are. You're trying to pick oh. a fight. <laughs> and I'm not going to argue with you. Because there are two songs on Off the Wall that are the best of all time. But the Thriller, front to back. See, Thriller went... Thriller, he was so big and he was going into a different realm. He put some rock tones on it that I was like, I never really cared for Beat It. I never cared for Beat It. Wow, I did. I, <laughs> <laughs> you see what, what I'm saying? I mean? Like, I get it. I understand how colossal the song is. But I'm just an off the wall. Because, see, I'm a disco guy. And off the wall still had those disco Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Know you. What I'm no, that was, it was great. And the, it was the off the wall record with the moonwalk. Oh, my God. You the, know what I mean? I mean that's, that's what like, changed I, the world. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not going to argue with anybody. I mean, Thriller sold, what, 50 million copies at the time? I mean, they NBC. Didn't NBC, like, air the oh, thriller video like the world traffic stopped, right? yeah for the especially after thriller the next record which was a letdown smooth criminal you didn't like smooth it criminal. was good no don't get me wrong but it, it wasn't was, thriller it wasn't thriller but the world stopped when smooth criminal videos came out i mean i remember yeah. everybody like pulling off in traffic well that's like, when he leaned forward yeah the lean. almost fell we all was that tried real to do that i well, ai at the time and lore who knows yeah but it, we all tried to do the lean <laughs> every one of us tried now at 46, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like top fall. heavy now. Yeah, me too. Now I'm going right over like yeah, a redwood. Yeah. Uh, we're doing sports here. That's what we do well, here I'm on San serious, Antonio Sports. See, I, you see people, you're right. People are already mad. J4, Rudy, stop shaking my head. So I guess everybody don't agree Off the Walls is a better album. 
I again, get it. I get the it. The world changed with the moonwalk, and then Thriller came. Right. But it was off the wall. And uh, I love off what the was wall, the man. the song with the indecipherable lyrics? Mama say, Mama say, Mama It was that, that, that Thriller. I think no, that's that, on Thriller. That, well, I'm just saying it, I can't it was remember. the lead. No, I know what you mean. Was that Thriller? That wasn't off the wall. We got to get confirmation on that. Mama say, Mama say, Mama. It all kind of rolled together yeah. there. Cowboys are three and zero, or they got are two and zero. I'm well, looking that, at Cowboys are three and zero. Like huh. I, we can we can have fun with the well, trap game crap, but <laughs> this is a really good football team. Arizona isn't, and I think what helped. Like let me say, let's say if they took on Arizona last week, it may be that game we've talked about where it's like, oh man, you know the way they started, you never know. If, oh my God, they started slow. What the hell? But now that they have visual proof of two weeks in a row that Arizona. Is gonna come to play. It's there's no way they're sneaking up on the Cowboys because we now know they they can put up points and they're gonna and they're and they're there to compete. You've said it best, Rob. Teams tank, players don't, especially in the NFL where bad tape follows you. R.J. Ochoa, who has his own show on our show on Fridays, <laughs> yes, he uh, has a great article on blogging, blogging the boys. That's uh, awesome. Contextualizing the value of a three and a start for the Dallas Cowboys. Contextualizing. Which is the a fact big word. that he put that in the caption? Uh, chat is so RJ. What is it? Uh, chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, the Cowboys two and zero. They're three and zero. The last time they did go three and zero was the last year right? of Dr. Jason, Mr. Jason <laughs> Garrett, not doc, the non-doctor of the Garretts. Uh, they went in twenty nineteen. Started fast. Three and zero. Three and zero. Man ended up nine and seven and missing the playoffs. And uh, Mike McCarthy took his job. And if the same things occur. Mike McCarthy will be out of a job. What? If they finish nine and seven, Mike will lose his job. I'm yeah. telling you. Well, it had to be nine and eight, but I know what you well, mean. Well, I mean, if they no, no, I, I know if, what you if mean. If they fall off a cliff and don't make the playoffs yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. Because uh, up until this year, and I don't know what the numbers were in 2019, but uh, if you win your first two games, 64 percent of the time you're in the playoffs. The Cowboys won their first three and didn't make it in. That's weird. So you can collapse. Yeah, so they're they're one of those. So it was a hundred of the hundred and fifty five teams since the Super Bowl era. One hundred and fifteen of them made the playoffs. So the Cowboys under Jason Garrett are one of only forty teams that started three and zero and missed the playoffs. Now forty two of those, Rob, <laughs> of those one hundred and fifty five that started three and zero reached the Super Bowl. That is a thirty seven percent chance if the Cowboys beat the Cardinals. When is the last time we could say twenty nineteen? I guess. That the Cowboys have a thirty percent, thirty seven percent chance to make it to Vegas, but doesn't it matter who you beat? I mean, shouldn't that? I th- that's I why I hate you, this you big told me. Of, you of told me you play who's in front of you. That's right. what you told me, I, and I'm with you. But and I appreciate the stat. It does matter to start three and zero. That shows you're deep, you're right. talented, and you're doing things the way you were supposed to do them in training that you learned in training camp. So right. it, it does point in the right direction. But it's real different to start three and zero. Against playoff contenders, it's okay. not quite the same when you start off with the Giants, the Jets, and the Cardinals. It doesn't well, really well, show Jets, me a lot. The Jets thing was supposed to be different, and we thought the Giants would be better. So on paper, it looked like, damn, the Giants added Waller, they added this guy, they added that guy. Oh my God, what are we going to happen? Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers, he owns us. We knew they were going to beat the Cardinals. 
But this was supposed to start off a lot different, Rob. And it I wasn't just, supposed to be 70 to 10. How good are is this Jets defense? It, really, in your heart of hearts, when you go, yeah, they were Super Bowl contenders because of Aaron Rodgers and this Jets defense. Are, I mean, can we be I, real and I, go? They're, I honestly feel like a lot of the wind in their sails went out after that, was fourth, after that fourth play. It, it's, it, it's tough to line up and go balls to the wall for Zach Wilson. I, I'm with you. So I don't know. I know the mentality is supposed to be next man up, and you're supposed to not care. You're supposed to go out there and do your job. But when you're going out there, you just get a great stop. You get a great stop. You get you get Dallas off the field, or you get the you hold them to a field goal, and then next thing you know, Zach Wilson's going three and out. Like we got to you got to really factor in those things. Like how many three and outs does Zach Wilson have? The turnovers. They, they, there was four times where they go sit down, take off their helmets, they're starting to look at the iPad. And Zach Wilson turns the ball over. You see what I'm saying? So yes. I don't know. It, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that defense isn't as good as advertised as much as like, damn, well, there's a bunch of three and outs. There's turnovers. We're not getting any break, which is what McCarthy said to us. Like, man, I need my defense to get some breaks. They're really, really talented if they get, if, they, if we can sustain some drives and they can actually get their wind back. I think that's where the Jets are right now. And, you know, looking back at previous teams and previous things, it really doesn't apply, but it kind of does, especially when you look at what the Cowboys did in 2019. We were saying the same things. (laughs) You know what? Four years ago. I'm not going to even lie to you. I don't remember. 47 to 16 to start over the Commanders. 17 to. uh, What was that? The 44. Am I looking at the right year? 2019. Pull up the 2019 schedule. Uh, What's your name? Edwin. I haven't seen or heard anything. So they started with the Giants. They won 35-17. Big win. Then they beat the Commanders 31-21. Nice win. Then they destroyed the Miami Dolphins 31-6. So after three games, this was a team that looked like Super Bowl caliber because same thing. But then they lost three in a row. And then it just fell off the the wagon. Lost to the Saints, lost to the Packers, and lost to the Jets of all teams. This is a very different team. I think so. Very different. Why? I think so. What is the quantifiable difference? Um, leadership, talent, a really good quarterback, and and your coach that believes in you and believes in what they're doing and that they have a clear-cut plan, and I think they have an identity. And- like a lot of teams are like – you see teams going – I think Minnesota Vikings last year, a perfect example, like – Okay, y'all are winning games, but they're really late. It's really weird, like the Buffalo game last year. But who are you? The Cowboys are a team that's like, look, we have a lot of talent on offense, but we're not going to take any chances. We're going to lay our hat on our defense, and 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 we're going to take we're going to take opportunistic chances on offense. The Cowboys finally have an identity under Mike McCarthy. I think that's the biggest difference. You hit it on the head. And when you start a business, when you start a company, you you put together a mission statement, which right. is going to define who you are and what you're going to do in right. the in the least amount of words possible. I think the Cowboys have a mission statement. Finally, they know who they are. We're a defensive team that can score enough to beat you when we want to, and score a lot if we really try. But we're here to play defense, and yeah. everything you do when you point towards your mission statement is to further the mission statement. Amen. And I think that the Cowboys, for the first time in 20 years, have a mission statement. And 
have something to hang their hat on that shows tangible results even if things go south. That's what defensive teams do. Even when things go bad and you can't kick a you can't score a touchdown though you've been in the red zone five times, there's not a lot of worry. We are a defensive team. They have a mission statement. And behind all that is the personality that you said. The personality that is the lion is wrong. The lion. The lion. And we're gonna Hear from Micah about what he considers himself and how they get there. And D-Law, too, that's a part of this. But first. Wow. I don't even know who Ice Spice is. And life is good for people that play in the AFC West. Travis Kelsey's dating. Oh, that's right. Dating uh, Taylor Swift. He's He's a a Swifty. Well, that's the other side of the coin. Yeah, we got another player. In the AFC West is dating somebody, not a, she's not Taylor Swift, but she's, she's working her way up and I can't, Rob told me this. Yeah. We're going to talk about that at 8.30. So you want to tune in for our Hollywood news. Dating up there. And it's sports. (laughs) Yes. There isn't back sports involved. And now I know why they're owed too. Did you see the, (laughs) take your legs, Justin, take your legs. Uh, did you see D-Law bust through the line looking like he was 10 years younger? No, I didn't. You didn't no, see that tackle? No. You saw it. You did. Oh, the tackle for a loss. The tackle yeah. for he I don't shot see, out of a cannon, I baby. only see DeMarcus Lawrence once every four games because he's a run stopper. <laughs> that was a run. A, and he stopped it. <laughs> yeah, he did. Behind the line. When was the last time? Legitimately. I'm being honest. Yeah. That was. That was that, old school that play D-Law. was old school D-Law that got him paid. Yeah. There is the Micah effect. He is the beneficiary of the triple teamings Right. that D-Law should, in fact, have one of those years where, like, there he is. That's the guy. That's the guy right. we remember. Right. Well, he talked about Micah. Yes. Yeah, man. Um, you know, Micah is doing an outstanding job. Um, so proud of him. Uh, so proud of the growth. Um, he's going to continue to grow, man. Uh, but, you know, just seeing him uh, playing linebacker in college to, you know, getting here and having two years of DN on his belt and, you know, how smart he is at adjusting. Um, and, you know, his speed is off the chart, so you ain't stopping that, man. Um, definitely, you know, is a, a player that we need and um, just so happy he's with us. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me really break this down for everybody. And I know I'm giving a lot of cowboy love today because I call it, I call it spade a spade. If I say something I mean, I'm not trying to hate her. I'm not trying to kiss ass. It is not easy to play. When you're somebody who was was the leader of a defense, you were the guy, it's not easy. These guys are all have an ego. And when everybody can put their ego aside and just, you know what, let's just focus on winning, it's not easy to play with somebody that gets as much attention as Micah and Dak do. Because, they, because well, one thing is they do get all the blame, but they get all the credit. Like, there's a lot of moving pieces that help that help Micah be – Micah, don't get it twisted. Like Micah's very good at what he does, but when you're on the Dallas Cowboys and you know you're busting your ass and you know you're doing stuff that in the film room you're getting credit for, but the media and the fans are only talking about Micah and you look up in the stands and all you see is eleven jerseys, it's not always easy for everybody, especially when you were the leader. Like you have to really think about it. Like D Law has pretty much passed the baton on to Micah and said, "Hey, man, it's, it's, it, here's the keys to your car." And when you can get everybody on the same page and just being like, "Who cares who gets the credit?" Let's just go out here and do what you're supposed to do, and let's focus on winning. You can become a February team. So I got, I'll, I'll tip my cap to D Law for that. It's not, it, it ain't easy because again, he's an after. I don't want I mean, afterthought may be a little harsh. He is. Okay, you're right. He okay, is. he's he an is. afterthought, 
and he and he's and he's cool with it. He's there the ain't fourth no salt. guy we talked about. Yeah, on defense ain't, now. ain't no salt in his voice. He seems genuinely happy, and he's also doing other things that he didn't do in the past. When he talks about, hey, now I'm lining up on both sides. This way, they teams don't can't automatically come into us and say, look, Mike is going to always be on this side because I'm not moving. We talked. Micah talked about this before the season. Like, hey, D Law has decided he's going to want to learn both sides. This way, we can keep teams off balance. That's being selfless. That's being the consummate teammate. That's being the ultimate teammate. And that's how you ultimately get farther in the playoffs. So I'll tip my cap to D Law for that. We're going to follow a trend here that you kind of started about the uh, about the Spurs and the Cowboys. Some comparisons. Okay. Um. And the D-Law dimming his light to allow the uh, spotlight to really hit Micah, I think, is reflects his leadership. It it, it matters it so does. much. It matters it big ma- time. It matter, and it might not matter to you, the fan. No, but that- it matters to me in the locker room. It matters when I see D-Law. You just said it was the de facto leader of this defense for the last five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in the early Micah, it was still D-Law. I mean, there. And the defenders were there, and the numbers weren't, but it was still him. He still led this defense, and we don't hear a lot from Demarcus Lawrence. He's not a vocal guy, right? And so it, he was very quiet in his dissension and Micah's ascension to the point where yesterday he's like, "Yeah, man." And um, it's awesome for everybody else to see it. That matters because now. If I'm a safety, or if I'm the linebacker, or if I'm whoever I am, if I'm watching who the guy who was the leader of my team for the last five years take a back seat and do other things and do what's best for the team, I have to fall in line. Even, even when you see that Dak has had his, some of his responsibilities stripped, the rest of the team has to follow in line. Like, And it's not stripping responsibilities as much as it's like, this is what we need you to do. This is what we need you to do. Like, We already got a guy that's a stud. Mike is the star. He's going to get the pub. He's going to be the guy that gets the 15 sacks. What can I do to make an impact D-Law, since the past couple of years, and I make fun of him for it. I give him a hard time for it. But D-Law said, okay, well, Mike is a pass rusher. Let me improve my game in the run. Okay, I've, per- I've perfected that. Now what else I can do? Okay, let me learn the other side. This way we can move Mike around and teams can't key on him. That's called, that's what's called, That's what's called being a role player, and that's what's called being selfless, and that's how ultimately you become a team and become a team that can win in the playoffs because that's what the great teams do. Everybody does their part and not worried about who gets the pub. Not to the same level of greatness, but David had to turn that light down when Tim got here. I saw D-Wade do it. After Mm -hmm. 2011, D-Wade said, look, man, I got to step back, LeBron. Your team, I'm going to play off you. Chris Bosh had to say, hey, I'll be third fiddle. I'll pick up the scraps. I'll rebound. I'll set screens. And that's why they ended up ultimately going back-to-back. Football, it's the same thing on the D-line. Like When you talk about the Ravens, who Michael Parson talked about, Sarah Goosa didn't give a damn about making the play. He wanted to create the play for Ray Lewis to make. And we could keep, we could go on and on, and that's what the that's the corner that the Cowboys turned before training camp. It's those unique things inside of a locker room. I can go back. To, I've been watching that. It's winning time. That Lakers thing. Right. Kareem had to turn it down for Magic. It, it hurt him. It was hard. But once he had, once he settled in and said, "All right, it's your team." Right. Great things followed because everybody watched Kareem go. All right, it's you, your team. You got to fall in line, and it made it a lot easier when the best guy in the history of the game goes, "Yeah, it's your team." Yeah. When when you see D Law go, yes, go ahead and do it. It makes it easier. I don't know who I. It makes Mike is. McCarthy's job really easy. Oh my gosh! You don't have to do the the leadership speeches. Right. It's already it's already there. You right. don't have to you know coordinate some guy to come in and talk about leadership. It's already in the building. I can worry about other stuff. 
Uh, I don't know who Ice Spice is. Um, I don't, I don't know her like that, but I know who she is. Uh, I know what she looks like. I know a couple of her that's songs. That's another power couple. Yeah, the NFL gumbo <laughs> is coming. Jeff Saturday and Marcus Spears speak to the Cowboys. Greeny rips a former Cowboy. The 49ers and Giants go off tonight, and we haven't even begun to talk about 2-0 and is going to be 3-0 and and who's going to be 2-1. and We'll look forward to the NFL this weekend because that's what we do here on R&R. You're on 94-1, San Antonio's Sports Star. You got to do the sway. You got it? Got it. Now, well, Rudolph said I'm doing the Stevie Wonder. Well, they're the same. GNR! They coming to San Antonio soon. You want to go, get on the phone. 656-3776-656-ESPN, because in five days, you're going to go get to see Slash and Axel, and also Allison Chains, who's going to be open up for them. You big Allison Chains fan? No. No? No, I'm not going to even How play do you with know? it. How do you know? That you're not an Allison Chain. The name? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it sounds like, like the name. It's like if I asked you, you're Ice Spice fan? <laughs> you're going to be like, no. I, like, <laughs> tell me what you want. What you, is that is she no. a Spice Girl? No, she's a rapper. She's a rapper? Kind of. Uh, be caller number four. Call right now. You're going to go see Guns N' Roses oh, at, at our beautiful town to our beautiful Alamodome on September the 26th. That's when GNR will be performing. You'll be hanging out with the likes of Jason Minix and many others for a big show downtown. Uh, if your fantasy quarterback is Justin Herbert, you now know why he's struggling. I think uh, Greeny told us that. Um, oh, well, Kellen Moore has something to do with it, too. <laughs> so, uh, Justin Herbert's dating Ice Spice, according to TMZ. A very TMZ quiet don't miss. TMZ don't miss. So, they, I don't know how TMZ found this out. First of all, I thought her home base was New York. You know, she's a New York, She's from New York area. She blew up with the song. She took off with one song. She ended up doing some more songs with Nicki Minaj and some other rappers. And she's pretty much taken off. She's one of the bigger names in, in the hip-hop industry right now. How this Justin Herbert thing came about, I don't know. I would I would think if they are quietly dating, she's spending a lot of time in L.A. because he's in season. Now, if she is around him in season. Uh, it'll take your legs, man. It'll take your legs, Justin. You have to send her home, dog. Until you and Kellen get on the same page. Baby, I love you, but you got to go. You, you draining me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so... If you're looking for a reason for you the Chargers. You told me that during the break, and I said, Rob, what? And you said, it's TMZ. And I said, okay, I believe it. <laughs> so, once you said TMZ, like, I didn't know where you found it. But once you said TMZ, I was like, okay, well, you know, Rob is right. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go find out about her. No, man. It, it, look, I, I like I like some hip-hop. A lot of this new stuff I can't get with. I'm not even right now. I'm not riding around listening to Ice Spice. I change the channel when I do listen to the radio. I can't listen to that. It's cool. I'm not knocking it. It's for it ain't for me. I'm an old man. It's well, for my it's for my teenager and them, and, the, and those likes. It's for Gen Zers. Well, if I'm, I'm Brandon a, Stokely and Kellen Moore, I'm blaming her. <laughs> I'm blaming her. My quarterback Ice Spice. is elsewise occupied with the flavor of the month and should be focused. On this office because Mike Greenberg on Get Up blew my ass up yesterday because you're running around with a rapper. And I'm calling, letting my offensive coordinator throw deep balls. Listen to this. 
Last year, Dallas's offense, the numbers suggested it was super explosive. They scored a ton of points. They racked up a ton of yards. And people would defend the offensive coordinator by saying, look at all the points they score. But the reality is a lot of those points are completely empty. Kellen Moore's offense was not an offense that played complementary football to their defense. Chargers went to overtime this past Sunday against the Titans. They get the ball first. What did Kellen Moore call? Three long passes in overtime, no yards, punt, Titans go down the field, kick a field goal, game over. That's not good football. We've seen that. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you're like, yeah, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> this is why you listen to I, I'm not a pat myself on the back kind of stuff. We've been had McCarthy's been on our show for the last three years begging. It's preaching, right. talking, complimentary football. Like right. Everything the defense does should be to help the offense and put the offense in the best situation, and vice freaking versa. Right. And they're finally doing it uh, two games in, and the Chargers are not. I mean, keep in mind, when we were talking Chargers because the Kellen Moore fiasco and the, and the feud or what have you was still fresh, reports out of L.A., was they're throwing the deep ball and it looks it was, beautiful. Yeah. But they forgot that in training camp, nobody's going hard. Nobody's trying to hit each other. Nobody's going full speed trying to really defend passes. And what they're finding out is, oh, okay, y'all just going to throw the ball deep. we just going to sit on it. And then next thing you know, your defense is out there way too much, which was what drove Mike McCarthy to treat Jerry to dinner. Normally, I'm sure it's Jerry. It was the other way around. Like, hey, man, um, what do you think about me calling plays? And Jerry said, let me think about it. And then two weeks later, after they got eliminated versus San Francisco, Jerry said, hey, you know what? Maybe you're on to something. I, I think Dak Prescott's a hell of a quarterback. I do, too. That's a, that's a broad statement. But, I mean, he is. I never in a million years would compare him to Peyton Manning. Never. <laughs> not, not now, not never. But a guy who's seen both and played with one, Jeff Saturday, made a comparison. I love what Mike McCarthy is doing as a play caller because he's he is doing what Tom Moore did for Peyton Manning when I was with while I was with what Colts. he's allowing Dak Prescott to get to the line of scrimmage with 20 plus seconds to evaluate what the defense is going to do and put them in the best play. That's what's going to make this Dallas defense. I mean, this Dallas offense so much better. That's a smart QB who's, who who wants to what? put his team smart? in the best position right. to win and doesn't always want to throw that deep ball. What? Sometimes a check down the pump with that defense yes. works out well, right? Yes. So he's letting him play into his strengths, which is a very intelligent quarterback. I love what they're doing. Jeff Saturday, I get up yesterday. Now I'll be, I'll believe that when I hear Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, and, and you know. It wasn't much comparison as much as it was a uh, philosophy. Mike's philosophy is let me. I believe in my quarterback pre-snap, so let me let him get up there with enough time to see, look at over, look over things, and decide what he needs to do. Remember, he told us, "Look, well, he didn't tell us. Well, he actually did tell us. We were there." He said, "I'm going to cut down the language. You know, some of our play calls are just too damn long. <laughs> like you could save and, and keep in mind." When we're there, every second counts, right? So when you're doing these things, when you're drawing up the game plan, like the time that it takes you to call the play, those seconds are counted. You know what I mean? Every second counts. And if I can get you to the line of scrimmage with 20 seconds left with Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard and Jake Ferguson and Micah Parsons and not let you call the play, 
you know, sky's the limit. It's funny how it changed when he had to do it. Like, man, this sucks. I'm, I'm, I'm saying too many words. So then that makes me believe that he's sitting there in the headset, listening to Kellen call plays like, my God, how long is this play call? That's what, that's what I envision. I envision Mike like sitting there rolling his eyes. Like, dude, you could have called that same play in three less seconds. I imagine that's the case. I imagine it's the case. It's funny how that light for Kellen Moore has dimmed so quickly. They're zero two. There's future in the in the. That's I Spice's fault. It's her. There's there's a future in the AFC. If you're zero two, you're okay. you're in a Let's much better it. position in the AFC if you're zero and two than you Why are do in the you say NFC. That? There's only two undefeated teams in the AFC. There's only two two that and zero teams. Miami and Baltimore. And if you combine the NFC East with the NFC South, they're a total of what thirteen and three. Wow. The NFC is, is, is it's, is it mediocre? Is it, is it, is it, uh, parody in the NFC? Because by every measure, we still believe the AFC is a better conference and they're, maybe they're eating their young, the matchups or whatever, but by the numbers, by the offense, by most the measurables, the NFC is well ahead of the AFC in quality of team. Absolutely. Two, two, Two weeks in, definitely they are. AFC also has five, count them, five teams that haven't won a game to the NFC's four. So I think the likelihood of this, you know, if you're 3-0, and you're guaranteed to make the playoffs and win a Super Bowl at 70%, I mean, whatever it might be, I think it probably will come into play in the, in the AFC. I think the two undefeated teams are in pretty good shape. But I, 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 not, I like Baltimore. I don't love them yet. Baltimore, they looked okay against the Texans, and then they barely beat the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow on one leg. He, Joe Burrow had one leg, still not himself, and that game still came down to the wire. They only win that game by three. So if I'm looking at a 2-0 team that in the AFC, if we stay in the AFC, the team with the best chance of the two to go 3-0, and I'm going to take Miami because they're at home and they're playing Denver, who's coming across country, and Sean Payton's been – Low-key, as Chad Brown told us on Tuesday, Sean Payton been low-key calling out Russell Wilson. So I think I like Miami to go 3-0. and Well, I like Baltimore as well, but if I had to pick, I would go with Miami. I mean, Baltimore gets Indianapolis at home. But you get Garner Minshew. Who knows what Minshew can do? If Anthony Richardson, they keep him in protocol because they want Minshew back out there. <laughs> The numbers tell us that if you go two and zero, three and zero, you're going to the playoffs. More likely, more uh, much more likely than not. Right. Cowboys, Eagles, Commanders, two and zero. I think two of those teams ain't going to the playoffs. Really? I the Eagles. I mean, I, well, I'm sorry. The Commanders they ain't going to the playoffs. That's one team ain't going. They're not going to go. They're two and zero. The Commanders are not going to go to the playoffs. They get Buffalo at home this week. It's just not going to happen. Forty uh, really? ers are two and zero. They're going. They're going to the playoffs. They get they play tonight at home versus the lowly Giants with no running back. NFC South, Falcons, Saints, and Bucks all undefeated. Two of those teams ain't going to the playoffs. You well, don't believe, maybe you know, one of them will because the other one. Which is the more likely team not? Saints, Bucks, or Falcons, Bucks? Because I, I think the say, Saints are the best of these three. Man, I, I, I'm, I really like what I'm seeing from Atlanta, Rob. I know I had the Saints pegged as the team that would win that division. And I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Bucs. I would say the Bucs miss and the Falcons. Because New Orleans defense is, I'm not going to use the word elite yet, but really good. 
really good. If Derek Carr can just have a pulse, if he can have a pulse, then they they have a chance to win that division to make the playoffs. So if you're making me pick two, they're not going. I'm gonna say the Bucks and Falcons won't make it. You look at the NFC North. Oh God, that's an awful division. Well, it's awful, or I don't know what to make of it. Packers, Lions, Vikings. One of them's coming out. I just I don't see. There are three know. teams that are good. The Packers are pretty good. Vikings are pretty good. Detroit's pretty good. But they're just average. Right. I don't know where to grab the Vikings at zero and two have hamstrung themselves. But I'm not going to discount that offense. I'll still take Detroit to win that division. Only one team's coming out of that division. I'll take Detroit. So you 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 figure the Packers won't make it in with Jordan Love's first year. I like Jordan Love to be I think Jordan Love can play. I think he's going to, you know, prove that he can be their franchise quarterback, but I like Detroit's upside better. So I'll take Detroit to win that division and be the only team to come out of the North. All right, let's look on the other side of that coin. Those that have not yet tasted the sweet nectar of victory. Uh Cardinals probably don't have a shot. <laughs> Cardinals will be 0 3. Who will win the game first, the Cardinals or the Bears? From what I've seen, it'll be the Cardinals. They put up a valiant at effort. At least the Cardinals are like, have a, at least they look like, oh, wow, you know, there's, some, there's something there. Like the Bears, not only do the, is it bad on the field, it's bad off the field. At least the Cardinals are all in sync is what they want to be and who, the, and what, and what they want to do. The Bears are just lost. Lost. So I would take the Cardinals to win a game before the Bears but do. But see, the Cardinals got a plan. His name is Caleb Chapman. <laughs> Caleb Williams. Oh, Caleb Williams. Ba- I I he's got ba- a plan. I hope that's the Bears' plan too. Well, that, if, if Rudy J was the general if manager I was the GM, of the Bears, that would be the plan. Of those that have not tasted victory on the AFC side, the Chargers and the Broncos without a win. The Patriots don't have one either. Neither do the Bengals. All teams that were mentioned in the playoff conversation when the season began, and of course the Texans sit down there at zero and two. Who's going to get out of the O's? I think the Chargers go to Minnesota and win. Wow, that's putting Minnesota to bed early. If they're 0-3. That thing is done. Yeah, both of those teams are 0-2. The, the ramifications of a Viking loss this weekend could land Kirk Cousins in New York if Mike Greenberg has anything to do with it. Where are these rumors coming from? He's is just it just from it Greeny? Yeah, he's oh, okay. just throwing this out there. But if there is a team with a quarterback that's getting paid a lot of money that they're trying to at some point get rid of, it would be Minnesota. I'm just saying, if we do see a loss. Yeah. I just don't see Minnesota going down 0-3. I just can't. So you think the Chargers are going 0-3? I then? think that. Because they're, 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 they're two winless teams. If I was uh, the god of all things football, if I could be the puppet master, mm-hmm. Stokely gets fired, the Spanos family is on the phone to Boulder, Colorado. Mm. Now, does New England get their first win of the season playing going to face Zach Wilson's Jets? I believe they are, yes. You think they beat New York? Yeah, the, the, the Patriots played a couple good football games. They just didn't win. I mean, they there was a, that first game, uh, <laughs> valiant effort. I mean, they were in it to win it all the way through. Right. Mac Jones is not awful. This defense isn't bad, and Ramondre that's a pretty decent back. I, I I think there's some wins in that team. Now, our topic pool, who sent by one Texan fan, James Pleasure today, had an interesting stat, and it is such. Which we never really get these. The Jacksonville Jaguars have never covered a spread as a favorite at home. Well, and they get the Texans. And never, like never, never, or under just. I want to say never. I want to say never covered the spread as a favorite at home. Well, how often have they been favorites? One. <laughs> that, that's fair. So Jags, they're nine and a half point favorite, but beware. 
because they have, I want to say, is this under Doug or is this just? Well, it can't be just under Doug. It can't gotta, just be, yeah. Yeah, no, they're 0 4. So 0 4 against the spread when they're favored at home. They scared so me t- last week. So do the Texans at least cover? Well, uh, and know, this, this is the Trevor Lawrence era. Jacksonville should have been better last weekend. They didn't do it. That enough. was awful. It was. that that They scared me last weekend. They let I, me down. And I know it's the Chiefs, and I know it's Pat Mahomes, and I know that there was a point to be made from a Super Bowl champion that you can just – those guys understand how to beat lessers. And they went out and beat a lesser. But I wanted more from Jacksonville. I think we. I think that there's not enough pressure right now on Sunshine, and there might need to be. Yeah, because I, I lost a two-cigar bet to my brother-in-law. He's a, he's a Chiefs fan. I was like, dude, y'all are getting beat by Jacksonville. They're the real deal. Y'all beat them in the playoffs. They're the team. They're the up-and-coming team. They're the Detroit Lions of the AFC. They're on their way, and they go score nine points at home. What the hell? It was. That's the, the struggles of a young team. Right. And we saw them struggle against a team that had a purpose. Uh, the NCAA football world is about to truly pick up. By my count, seven remarkable games going off on Saturday. We're going to look at all of them, including the Aggies and Auburn. The Pac-12 is chock full of goodness. And can Dion continue the run up there in Oregon? College football talk coming. Don't go nowhere. This is R&R. You're on one San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back oh. with a left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning. Morning, good morning. Uh, that's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson, hence the R's. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Edwin Easy E. Hafner taking us till 10 o'clock. It's the beginning of a fantastic sporting day. Come join us today at 2 o'clock and stay till you, well, stay till you're tired, I guess. Uh, we're going to be there all night long. It's Cigar International out there on I-10. It's a yingling kind of a party. Uh, we have tickets to the state fair that also involve a little football game. You figure it out. Uh, we'll be giving those away. Uh, we've got a special. Cowboy, that I think they're doing the. I'm almost positive they're doing the Cowboys tickets there. Oh, they're well. doing the Cowboys tonight too. Man, it's going to be a zoo. Get there early. Uh, yeah, we got Cowboy tickets all season long. We get to give away the next set of home field ones after this one. So after this one, the one that Blitz is giving away today at Cigar International is the Patriots the, Cowboys in October, right? The, no, that's uh, next week. Oh, next week. Well, isn't that October next week? Oh, yeah. Just about. Yeah, duh. I've seen you since September, Rob. (laughs) September's flying by. Today, by the way, is the 21st day of September. Yes, it is. There's a song for that. Mm -hmm. Can we play that for a second? I looked up why. Okay, I want to hear this. They chose, they, Earth, Wind, and Fire, EWF, if you're in the the club, chose the 21st night of September. Because if you remember, do you remember the 1st, the 2nd, the 3rd, the 4th? And the one that's felt the best was the 21st, Willis explains. I can't, I constantly have people coming up to me and have, and ask and get so excited to know what the significance was. And there is no significance beyond it just saying better than any other date. Oh, so there's it no just, reason. It just, the 21st day of September just sounded right. 
It sounds right. You cannot be in a bad mood with this song. I put it to you. If you're listening right now and you have a convertible, put that thing down and go to work. No mind in brake lights. Party with us. Man, you can't be in a bad mood with this. Edwin, do you remember? Of September. I'm telling you, everybody's smiling right now. This is one of those happy songs. You just cannot. 21st, the, the 15th night. Nope. It's just the 21st sounds better. Yeah, body ya. What is body ya? I don't know. That's just the word. Body see, I think I think you could put the 21st of September in the same lane as Purple Rain. Yes. I don't think there's a meaning. No. I've seen people try to explain it. No. Purple Rain doesn't mean anything. Especially when it went from Purple Rain to Raspberry Beret. Happy birthday, Beret. Jay Glenn. Ra- what when does went, Raspberry Beret mean? Nothing. Not, when he went to sure? Raspberry Beret, I was like, all right, so none of this means anything. It just rhymes. Just sounds good. Oh, my gosh, dude. So, yeah, I've, I've asked people. I've asked, I'm talking about I know people that will fight you behind Prince, and they can't explain Purple Rain. What, what, what's the... What do they think it means? I never had anybody try Dude, to... Dude, I, I, you can actually Google it, and there, there's like this two-paragraph thing telling you what purple rain means but no mad respect i mean this is guy has on heels and blouses and makeup and you want to tell me he meant something and he can and he's the only guy that can wear heels makeup and a blouse and take your chick and a top five best guitar player of all time five or three top five i mean i'm, I'm gonna give love to some that deserve to be there but he's top five <laughs> yeah for sure no no doubt in my mind Anybody, did you see him ever see him live i no, saw him one no. time uh, very early on, I never saw him again. Did, did you did you uh, sing "Purple Rain" at the top of your lungs at the last song? Oh yeah, he came with uh, he came with Vanity, Vanity oh. Six came. There was like oh. four or five bands. I forget where that was. Remember uh, Vanity? <laughs> Edwin, you know who Vanity is? I've heard of him. It'll Google cha- her. No, her. It'll it'll change your life. Google her. Take your legs, Edwin. It'll take it'll your take legs. Take your legs. Ask Justin Herbert. It'll do it. Ice Spice, Justin Herbert. What in the hell is going on? <laughs> With that headband, man. I don't know how it worked, but it did. Good to have money. The uh, Chris Davis just emailed. We got one day. I know. <laughs> I had to redo a well, photo well, too, the Chris. It's coming. It, the problem is. We're people, all taking pictures The problem is people like me who are just still like whatever have never gotten a professional headshot. No, we don't. So I send these pictures that are way too big. <laughs> So we've had to do and, some adjustments, Chris, Spurs, but they're coming. Trust yeah, us. We're tier one, baby. Don't yeah. don't put us to tier two. <laughs> and the Spurs are like, tell Rudy his dumb ass can't send a full body picture. I don't care how nice the suit is. Because <laughs> we don't get our, for those behind the scenes, media day is October the 2nd. The Spurs begin training camp in two weeks. It is here, my friends. Uh, and um, we're, we're, it's time for credentials. And because the world is coming to San Antonio as the rebirth of the uh, the third iteration of the championship version of the Spurs begins, everybody wants to come. I've never seen Brian Windhorst in person. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, uh, we will get to see Brian <laughs> Windhorst in person. I I got to, uh, I got to meet him. Oh, really? In the 07 title, the uh, Cleveland oh, see, title. That was at the time when he was cutting his teeth and he becoming LeBron's new, right He was hand just man. a new sweaty dude that was like, who's this guy? Because I remember the is moment. He, is he more sweaty than John McClain at Houston training? Nobody camp? is more sweaty than Houston than than anybody at Dallas Cowboys or Houston Texans training camp. No more than John McClain was. <laughs> that poor man. Uh, let's talk some college football real quick. Let's do uh, it. The uh, in College Station, the clock is ticking. Not only toward kickoff. You, you want to fire Jimbo and hire no, no, trailers so bad. I, well, there's it's getting the desperate. second half. I, I I will agree with it's the getting first half. Desperate, Rob. But let's be real. The right. SEC 
This is a prove-it weekend for the SEC, and and Texas A&M is just part of that. This has been a good year for the SEC. It hasn't. No, not, not yeah. Well, when Bama's down, Tennessee just had a bad loss. Georgia didn't look good. LSU stumbles out of the block. Yeah, um, and M goes down to another. The cream of the crop over there is still Georgia. right? It's Georgia without hesitation. Okay, cool. Only five SEC teams, SEC teams are still undefeated. Uh, that's mm. the fewest three and three and since the conference expanded in 2012. This is wow. not a year. And M's favored by seven and a half, and probably. and they should be. Uh, and I think if they'd have had the Miami game, would have gone off their way. That would have been a two touchdown. Auburn Aggies lost to Auburn last year. That didn't have a coach or a quarterback, and they lost. Ooh wee! Alabama dropped out of the top ten of the AP poll for the first time since September September twenty seventh, twenty fifteen. Was that Mike Riley? Might have been. I don't know who that was. It wasn't Nick. Ole no, Miss. no, it wasn't Nick. It was not Nick. Ole Miss gets a chance at him Okay, on Saturday. Lane Kiffin's still trying to figure out who the hell's calling plays. And he's poking the bear. Yeah, he's poking the bear. Let me tell you something, Rob. I'm going to plant my flag. That's what they ask us to do on here. I'm going to stand on it. Nobody in the country, the country, is 20 points better than my Buffaloes. Nobody. Not Georgia. Not Texas. Not Ohio State. Nobody in the country is 20 points better than my Buffaloes. If Rudy, y'all are really Rudy. thinking that Oregon is about to beat my they Buffaloes are. by 20. They are. Rob. They are. You are crazy. It's about to get bad. Rob. Who nobody exactly has Colorado co- beaten again? You know what? I'm just, I'm being real. This TCU turned out to be a paper freaking mache purple thing. Nobody this in was the country. Colorado Rob. State, dude. This was not. I'm going to tell you what happened. Colorado State felt disrespected, too. And Dion and the boys, they, they ate the cheese. Dion's team ate the cheese last week, and they found themselves in a dogfight. This week, he got their attention back. Everybody in the country, I haven't seen a person yet pick, pick Colorado. Well, I'm going to be the first. I'm not going to. I, I, oh, I, Rudy, it's USC, be a long day. USC, I'm not picking that game yet. But they're going to go into Eugene. And win that game without Travis Hunter. If they do, it will be. I think y'all Shadour are giving Oregon way too. Who is Oregon beat that make that that's making y'all scream to the rooftops that they're twenty points better than my Buffaloes? I think it's going to be worse than that. <laughs> you know, what I do, I, Rob, and I don't want it. You to be. are crazy. I feel like there's a matter of respect, Rob. This is real. This team competes, and they again, do. they're not favored. Nobody's giving them a chance. Just like week one. Oh, who's pull up? Who's Oregon beat, Edwin? You're the one that said they were going to get smoked. Tell me who Oregon's beat. I said by two touchdowns. Okay, who have they beat? Texas Tech. And who else? On the road. That's all. Exactly. Some other mid major schools. Exactly. Yeah. They ain't played. They ain't played Shador. They playing a the Heisman. They they playing a the quarterback that's better than the one they got. Oh man, I I just they're not getting beat by twenty. <laughs> This they is, are missing the Turd Ferguson. They are missing that. <laughs> you know who Turd? That's what the guy's name on YouTube is. That's when I said it out loud without thinking. You know who Turd Ferguson appreciates? <laughs> I don't know. You got to be real careful with the people. Yeah, I'm a, YouTube namers, I hate y'all. Who calls themselves that? 
Here's the thing. Right, I don't think they can. The offense is good. It is. Shadur is a heck of you a player. I know they can't get a stop. Oregon's averaging 58 a game. They did that. In, look, now I'm not taking. I'm not. I'm not saying that Tech is great. Look, they're going to put up 45. I just think Shadur going to put up 47. Bo Nix is a baller. I know that he, you you I, I, based on what, Rob? He has thirty-seven failed career passing Auburn quarterback. He, he failed is one thing. <laughs> what that that, that 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 program fell apart. But a couple of years ago, when Auburn was still running that trickeration, everybody run a different direction kind of offense. He flourished in that. I mean, I I, I feel you. As it, I, I, but again, I'm an Aggie, and I just can reflect on what he did to us, and it was never pretty. Uh, Colorado is a 20-and-a-half-point underdog against Oregon. That's what Caesars Nobody in the country is 20 points better than my buffs. Nobody. Give me my theme music. Yeah. Talk to me, Edwin. Don't the, give me hype right now. The uh, Did you hear the quote? Um, from who? From Dion. I'm not here for a moment. I'm here for a monument. You Okay. So let's say Brandon Staley gets fired. I'm not sure he's going to no, be no, no, I think not, the best no, place for saying. him to be in the world would be the head coach Florida in Los State. Angeles at the Chargers. I just, oh my gosh. Could we? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you, if Dion has said, look, I don't like how the pros act. I don't want to be around those guys. Do you believe right. that? I do. I think that, I think he wants, he said, I don't want to be the, I don't want anybody making more than me. I don't want, but you know, I don't want players that are more valuable to the franchise I, than me. I think his son might make more than him. He right might now. very well, <laughs> given that watch he was walking off the field with. I, Denver, a Boulder is never going to be big enough for Dion. Never, never, never. I don't care how much he does and how many times the Rock flies in for the weekend and the Wiz stops, a Wiz Khalifa stops by, or Little Wayne or whoever comes and sees. They're still coming and leaving. They ain't staying in Denver. It'll never be big enough for Dion. Never. So he can build the, the program up for a year or two and start putting plans in for the monument, but he ain't going to stay there. He's just It's just not where Dion is going to be more than four years. I don't even give it. I give him four years. Four? Four. And I don't think it'll be even that long. But I just don't know what job other than what Florida State or the pros that makes well, sense. Well, I think that's why I think the pros is going to end up making more sense to him. It'll be less money. But there's going to be the a thing, time. The thing about the pros, the pros, I don't feel like their eyes light up and they get googly eyed if Dion walks in and gives I these think Dion is the one speeches. guy that still really? has that goof. I think Dion has that juice to this day. I think he's one of those few with that has pros, maintained, with grown men. even with grown ass men, even with men. And I believe in Dion. I don't know if he if it garners that same like you know when he's like we ain't coming. We like I don't know if that gets guys going at the pro level. Not, we ain't coming I, no more. We here, and I need you to respect women. And yes. I don't I, I don't know if that goes over it's in the pro. Funny how you say that. That's the same things I said about, about Dan, Dan Campbell, Campbell two years ago. That this raw raw crap ain't gonna work. That you can't go in and say we're gonna we're gonna button our shirts and we're gonna wear ties and we're gonna be men and we're gonna be good citizens and we're gonna rah rah we're gonna fight hard and we're gonna bite kneecaps and I thought that ain't gonna work with pros. Are you gonna tell me Dion will walk into the the charge and say guess right. what when we travel you're all wearing suits? And so what do you do? And and, I, and 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 what are they? And what is Joey Bosa gonna say? And put on a suit because Dion or Proach Prime will have on a suit too. I just feel like there's just a couple of guys in the world that it doesn't matter your level. They're going to look at you and go, I'm following you. And he's one of them. Interesting. 
And Dan Campbell's another. And who'd have thought that it would continue to work, but it has. Swagoo. I love him. Cowboy lover. We're going to hear from him coming up. I love Swagoo. Talk about the game tonight. Talk about replaceables. And talk about where you need to be at 2 o'clock. I'll tell you where that is next. You're on r in the Morning, and this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Talk. It's r in the Morning here on San Antonio Sports Talk. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know about Big Pimpin'? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, me too. Not, I have, uh, not that I have any experience with it. No, 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 no. Now, uh, you know, during break, we keep the TV on now, the Spectrum. Figured out their Nothing. crap with Mickey. I look up. Guess what the next topic on first take is? Um, does it have to do with the Cowboys? No, for once. Is it uh, Stephen A. throwing a pitch out of the Yankee Stadium tonight? That, that could be it. But no, the next topic, one of the next topics is, did the Bears make a mistake trading away the number one pick? Now, Edwin, Rob, where have y'all, where have I you heard that you question all posed? all the credit on this one. And you said it before the draft. Yeah, when, I, I, when, like, why don't they call us? I, I, you know, I my Godfather. You early. Yeah, I know. Why don't they call us? I mean, you were trying to tell people that Jimbo's hot seat. They ain't nobody worried about that damn money. And then here comes Fox telling us, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, if y'all listen to R and R in the morning, you could get this stuff weeks in advance, maybe sometimes months." Yeah, it, it took y'all two games first take to pose that question. I posed that question on draft night. Is there any way that they can rectify this this year? No. There's no fix in this. No. None. No. Nil. You're looking at, at, at best, Rob, at best, the Bears go 4-13. and 13. That's at best. That's me being optimistic. And this is coming off a season where you won two games on purpose. Now you're trying and you're only going to win four. It's sad to watch. It, 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 it's truly sad. And, and I, you saw Pat Mahomes. I mean, it, other quarterbacks around the league are like lobbing advice in his direction. Like, you know what, bro? Just be you. <laughs> you know what? Just just be you. A long time ago, I was first getting into radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was uh, in a, at a different station at a different place. And it there was a consultant that come into the building. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I would go into the meeting. And it's all the radio talent, new, old, everybody. And one of the old goat talents was in the meeting, sitting mm-hmm. behind me. And about 20 minutes in, he started snoring. I could hear <laughs> the snoring behind me. That is insane. I mean, just loud. So the whole thing's over. We're walking out. I was like, dude, you you pretty big man around here. You're able to do that. He goes, let me, let me tell you something, man. Uh, you're going to have, you're going to deal with consultants. You're going to deal with coaches. You're going to deal with all this other kind of stuff in this business. You're going to get fired no matter what you do. So you might as well be you. You know, I, you know what, Rob? I, that sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds like Justin a good Fields It sounds like to a hold on desperately to a gig that everybody in the world has trained their entire lives to get, and you finally got it. And they're saying, you know what? You got to do it this way to keep it, and, and it's not working. It's not working. And, and also, I envision myself walking into my home and telling my wife, "Babe, I got fired because an OG told me just yeah. to be me, and uh, and mine <laughs> and me wasn't good enough." <laughs> And she's going to be like, so you deliberately didn't do what they told you to do, and now we're going to starve? Now our kids may be out of a home? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to stick to doing what my bosses say. (laughs) I hear your OG talking. 
But he's damn. He truly is damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Right. I mean, there there is no fix. To but this. I think Justin Fields is on to something. This is a cowboy segment, but I do yeah. understand Justin being like, look, I just got to be me. So go out there and do you, bro. The uh, the, re- the we talk about ESPN covering the Cowboys, but there is oh one God. Cowboy in the building. His name is Marcus Spears. Yes, and he has. He's a lot like RJ. I think he's very honest about he's fair. the Cowboys. He's definitely fair. He'll give them the business when they need to, and he give them credit when he needs to. You buy what he's saying now? I got to yeah, hear. And, and you know, in a league where offense is so prominent, absolutely, like it's kind of a breath of fresh air that a defense is actually performing at this level and changing games. And two, like Pittsburgh the other night. Yeah, two turnovers and yeah. winning games. But but when you think about this Dallas defense, mm-hmm. they've been good. This is not new. Right. Like, this defense has been good. But I think the way that it's being coupled with what Mike McCarthy is doing now, it's more of a whole team for sure. mindset. And I think that's what Micah is alluding to when he talks about it feels different. It felt disjointed. We always talked about Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott in the offense. And then we'll get to the defense and say they're good. Now, the real thing about the Dallas Cowboys, I think why a lot of people are optimistic as myself, because I usually try to be very patient on this team, is that <laughs> – this is sustainable football, mm-hmm. the way that they're playing on both sides of the ball and knowing that that defense can be dominant and offense won't put them in harm's way. Yep. Well said. Marcus Spears I agree more on uh, get up. Sustainable football. I agree more. And as somebody texted earlier, like, look, with this defense, we don't need a top five quarterback. I said it tongue in cheek <laughs> yesterday. I said it jokingly. And I don't mean to compare. But the fact is, all the Cowboys need is Joe Flacco. All they require is Trent Dilfer. That is all the Cowboys require. Mike McCarthy saw it. He adjusted the offense accordingly, brought in the guys that would reflect the kind of offense required from a quarterback that is going to be asked to do just enough to stay in the game. And anything else is going to be gravy, and we'll find you some gravy. And and props to Dak. Props There's to Dak. I'm, I'm a $200 million man. I am, I am football. When you're the quarterback and you're good, of the Dallas Cowboys, you walk on water. And you know what Dak said? I know I walk on water, but guess what, Mike? I'm going to do what you're asking me to do, bro. I'm going to do what you're asking me to do. Even though I I, I you know, I feel like I, I can do more, I'm going to do what you're asking me to do. So and coming I, back, I, I want to do this. Let's Joe, talk about I, yes. Dak and Micah and bright bulbs and light yes. bulbs and allowing people to flourish in a space that wasn't available to them before and how that turns into great football teams. We're talking Cowboys and potential greatness next. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Coming up later on The Blitz, we are live out of Cigars International. Going to have a lot of fun. We'll have Cowboys Patriots tickets to give away. Plus, we'll have some tickets to give away to the State Fair of Texas that involves a little football game there. Flight by Yingling will be there. They'll have prizes all day long. Plus, we'll talk to Stephen Jones. He'll join us at 4.30. Rob, Rudy, Micah Parsons, or Dak Prescott? Who can you live without? That is a great question, Joe. Really, really the best question he's asked us since we've started doing these next day or type thingies. And... You know, when we t- answered this in the first hour, someone tweeted me, like Rudy Troy Eggman said, quote, we don't win the Super Bowl without Charles Haley. That is the truest statement I've ever heard. Nothing happens. But do you Haley win it without arrived. Troy? Uh, yeah. Whoa. When I, I say yeah. Whoa. No, 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 no. The way I meant Whoa. that is if you what? had a quarterback producing what Troy Aikman was producing, 
which was not. He handed the ball off a yeah, lot. Yeah, he did. A, I mean, it, <laughs> no, Michael Irvin got a lot of deep balls, and Jay Saldi and all those guys caught a lot of football. Joe Novacek. Yeah. Novacek and uh, Cosby and those guys caught a lot of footballs. With Alvin Harper. And Alvin Harper on the other side. I mean, th- they were there, but that was a defensive run-first football team. And that, that kind of quarterback, at least the on the field, is replaceable. He didn't have to do what Mahomes did. He didn't have to go and win it himself. Now, let's go. I won't say last year because that was Mahomes. Let's go year before. Do you win without Stafford or win without Von Miller? Now, that is a question. You don't win without Stafford. And the only time, really? you know, I don't think uh, the Stafford was the reason they won that. He really was. I mean, that offense came alive. And even without Odell in the yeah, Super Bowl, I mean, they lost Stafford, him in the first half. Yeah. The game was still going. So it was, it was more Stafford than that defensive I'm, I'm still, Joe, to answer his question, Rob, I'm going to say who I can do without, I'm going to say Micah. I think Dak is more important to this team because, like, Micah, if Micah could get 20 sacks. I mean, ask J.J. Watt. How many seasons did J.J. Watt get 20 sacks in defensive player of the year and 20 batted balls and 20 tackle for losses? And they did nothing because they didn't have a quarterback at that time. This is prior to, this is prior to Deshaun at that position because, again, they, I don't think they're going to be as dominant, but this under Dan Quinn, this would still be a really good defense. If let's say it's Sam Williams and Demarcus Lawrence, it's not elite, it's not historical, but it's still a really good defense because Dan Quinn thrives on secondary. Go see Legion of Boom and linebackers making plays and linebackers being able to play side to side. If I think it's Dak, because again, you can have Micah, and if it's Cooper Rush or right now at this point Trey Lance, they're not winning the Super Bowl. You got a quarterback in two games, is averaging right at 200 yards passing. Uh, 71% completion percentage, his QBR is 83.2. Um, no interceptions. He is not in the way. He's not, not doing anything extra. But he's this, there. Okay, but this is what I'll ask. We already had a YouTuber chime in. He, he said, easiest question of the year you win without Dak. All right. If that's true, why am I paying him like Joe Burrow well, the, the, Justin the, the, Herbert? Here we go. Then why am I paying? Here we then go. Why am I going to give him fifty million dollars well, a year? If I, if you really believe Cowboy fan or whoever fan, if you believe they can win without him, then why not just make Trey Lance the guy? And that why pay Dak Prescott fifty five million dollars a year? Because while you probably could live without Dak. <laughs> What? You can't live without Dak. That's what I'm saying. It's still the quarterback because the production ain't what you're chasing here. I'm at, look. I'm I'm living proof of that theory. I saw Rex Grossman ride Lovey Smith and Brian Urlacher all the way to the Super Bowl. And if by chance you run into somebody that you get down against, that guy that you think you could just plug in can't bring you back. Right. Because Rex Grossman got behind. And he didn't have enough to bring them back against Peyton Manning. That's just what it is. But I'll tell you this. Without Dak, you can get to the Super Bowl. You think Without so? Without Micah, you ain't even getting to the second round of the playoffs. So then you're saying you can do without Dak. To answer Joe's question. I think if you had to go toward max value, what do I have to have to go the farthest? I got to have Micah. To go, and I can't win it all without Dak. Wow. I will admit but we're talking about 200 yards and a touchdown. 
from your quarterback. That's what he's averaging in the first two games. I'm not at. Let me just talk about some of these these numbers that we get from this. It's called zebra technology. I love these when you read these to me in the morning. And you look at what Dak did, and you know his QBR doesn't reflect his completions. My gosh, no, it's his numbers are through the roof. But he's only throwing the ball about five yards a shot. It's not going downfield. It is glorified handoffs. And while we go, if Dak's not here, you do you want Cooper Rush doing it? Well, guess what? This ain't the same offense. This ain't the offense that they were running last year that had to have Dak or an extraordinary Cooper Rush. Now you just got to have a dude that just don't don't do anything stupid. The thing's all built around you for you not to do it. I'm not saying that Dak is expendable. Okay, but the important if we're talking Super Bowl, well, you, we had to pick. He, but Joe gave us a pick. I'm saying I'm going to go with Micah. You got to have Micah. You can do without Dak. That's your answer. I could. I will. Yes, right. I will say that. I will this fall is, out at the end of the day. That's where it comes to. Yes, I'll stand on that. Micah can do it without him. Dak hmm. cannot. See, the, I put that. I put that to the test with this. If I'm talking about getting to the Super Bowl and this new and improved offensive line ever since the Bucks exposed him, if I get to the Super Bowl with Cooper Rush. And I need him to go head to head with Patrick Mahomes, who eventually is going to score on you. You're not going to shut him down for an entire game. Once they're oiled up, right now they, you know, they kind of struggled out the gate. But once they're oiled up, he's been to five straight AFC titles, three Super Bowls in five years. You trust Cooper to go head to head if they were to get behind the Chiefs? No. No. Okay. No, I don't. I'm what I'm saying is I don't think they can do it without either. But if you're asking me the guy that will take me the furthest of where we are, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I go Micah. I, I just I will say that he is the difference. He his growth is the reason we're here. It ain't Dak's growth. Dak is less. I mean, he is the imp he talked about it begin at um well, off season. He needed to turn into impact. And we saw his impact in week one versus the Giants. I think even more than the Jets because what Odigazua and what Dorrance Armstrong were able to do because of the attention paid to Micah. So, I, look, it, it, that's why I said it's a great question because, hell, I, I don't have the good answer. Now, on YouTube, Pudge says, well, you don't need them now. They haven't played anyone. Let's see when they need Dak to take over a game like San Fran, Philly, or Miami. Your retort. That is a valid point. And, but my retort is the offense is structured so Dak doesn't have to do doesn't that. Doesn't have to do that and won't be in a situation where there's been two turnovers and there are three touchdowns down. Dak Prescott didn't do all, well, hasn't done a lot this year. This is the numbers. He's got the lowest average intended air yards per pass at 4.8 yards. An average completed air yards consistency of 3.1. Of all quarterbacks in, the, in week two, Prescott also completed passes at a 14% overexpected rate, which is short passes are easier to catch, and that's fifth best in the week two. They've taken away. It's easier now. It's easier. Now there's leadership and all those other things that Great Dak. Point. Great that, point. That Dak we can't quantify. But if you're saying Dak got to go, given the situation where my quarterback's only throwing the ball five yards, this defense is stopping them. Nobody's getting across the 50-yard line, and, and five field goals is enough? Hard to argue. 
That, it's a great question, Joe. But, I, I, I got to give it to you, Hairspray. But that it, was a good one. But it does go down to something that you, I think you hit on earlier on and that Micah was bringing up, that there's a sense of different. That, that this is just different this year. But, well, for whatever reason, it's different in the locker room. It's way different. It's, it's a selfless locker room that has no time for the media. They don't want to be bothered with us. They don't want to be bothered with the fans because they all know and they have all heard everything we've said. They've heard Stephen A. They've heard Shannon. They've heard everybody. Everybody talking about them, and they've taken it personal since that's the theme of this year because of Dion and my Buffaloes who are going to go into Eugene and win. They've taken it personal, and I can just tell. Look, I've been covering sports for a long time. I've been in a lot of locker rooms, and I can tell when a team is all about them. What goes on in this house stays in this house. They didn't let us infiltrate them when – when Trayvon Diggs called Dak Prescott a female dog, they didn't let that infiltrate. Demarcus Lawrence has said, look, man, I hate going to the other side of the line, but guess what? If it's going to make us better, I'm going to do it. Micah Parsons, I don't need to lead in sacks. I need to have impact. Dak Prescott, all right, I don't need to throw the ball down the field. I'll do what I'm supposed to do and do my check downs. Everybody in sync with doing what is best to help this team win. If you're a Cowboy fan, as much as I'd be throwing shot, shots at y'all, you should be excited. And I, and again, I kind of knew this by watching the demeanor in training camp, but listening to Pollard yesterday and listening to Trayvon and Odigazua, that dude, listening to these guys, listening to Micah, it's a different vibe and a different mentality. Listen to D-Law yesterday. I think there's no more bigger symbol of where this team has come from, but other than what D-Law has to say about his superstar partner. Yeah, man. Um, you know, Micah is doing an outstanding job. Um, so proud of him. Uh, so proud of the growth. Um, he's going to continue to grow, man. Uh, but, you know, just seeing him uh, playing linebacker in college to, you know, getting here and having two years of DN on his belt and, you know, how smart he is at adjusting. Um, and, you know, his speed is off the chart, so you ain't stopping that, man. Um, mm. Definitely, you know, is a a player that we need, and I'm um, just so happy he's with us. You know, Micah Parsons uh, compared himself to a lion. Uh, I will compare, I'll call D-Law a silverback gorilla. For sure. That guy for has sure. been that locker room's heart and soul for a decade. For sure. And for when sure. you hear him come out and say, you know what? It's Micah. I it's- think the safeties take on the, 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 the safeties are like rhinos, kind of to themselves, not outspoken, but will bust your ass when need be, especially when Dono gets back. Um, the offensive line, I feel like they're the real kings of the jungle. Like everybody calls the line the king of the jungle, but have you ever seen, considered I'm an animal planet guy, I'm a natural geographic guy, when elephants come through, lions run for the trees. All right? I've seen it. Everybody calls the line the king of the jungle, but they scared as hell of elephants. So I digress. So I think those guys are the, are the male elephants with the long tusks. I think Dak, if I gotta, if I gotta call Dak something in the jungle, what would Dak be? I'm trying to figure what Dak would be in the jungle amongst the lions and the elephants and the rhinos. Man, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know what Dak would be. He's not a real jungle guy. Dak's more of a zoo guy. Dak's more <laughs> like a, 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 a black bear at the zoo. <laughs> Do we have black bears in Africa? <laughs> yeah. Uh, not in Africa, but I know we got some over at the San Antonio zoo. Um, uh, the game tonight, don't forget, go to get your pro football pick, em, pick in uh, while it 
seems like a foregone conclusion <laughs> that the 49ers will go ahead and take it. Uh, you want to make sure that pick is in so you're uh, qualified amongst the others to get that $50 gift card from Five Oaks Ace Hardware. Make sure you get your pick in before the game kicks tonight. And if you do this all season long and win the grand prize, this is a local award, by the way. It's no national thing. There's $1,000 coming to you wow. from a awesome tickets that you can apply to any ticket you want because they can get anything that you want. So sign up and go play right now at sasportstar.com. Make sure you're part of this pro football pick em challenge. Always brought to you by A. Awesome Tickets. What is Cowboy fan going to say if San Francisco doesn't dominate the Giants like they did? Oh, What's tomorrow going to be like? More importantly, because <laughs> I know where Cowboy fans going to be coming. I want to hear what Stephen A. Smith has to say when he watches the 49ers. If it, and it ain't going to happen. The, I, but look, I'm talking about dominate the way the Cowboys did. I know they're going to beat them. But I want I want to see them dominate because I'm a guy that also you and I and Clarence y'all ganged up on me and we jumped me did. y'all we jumped did. me and I said with my eyes San Francisco's the best so if San Francisco don't dominate I know there's gonna be some people looking for me and I'm ready for it uh, for those of you that have been putting off signing up for our golf Good tournament luck. I know you probably went down the hall and talked to Jenkins and got the money uh, sign up before two o'clock. Don't sign. And when you sign up, just do it before two, because we don't have like when you get those online things, like if you'll put the keyword R&R in, we don't have that. But we know by when people sign up, who influenced them to do that. And there's a little competition inside the house. So uh, we want you to sign up no matter when you do. That's a joke. But but we do want you to sign up before two o'clock if you can. But get yourself signed up. We are legitimately running out of room. We are going to be sold out. And the sooner we can sell out, the more we can make sure everybody gets their just desserts, all the stuff that you'd earn by getting the day off we want to make sure you get it so go ahead and sign yourself up now uh go to sasportstar.com for all the details with the four of you you can save some money but get yourself in it is important and we do want to see you that's a week from now out at olympia hills october the second be there be square i just got the email from the spurs they have confirmed media day that same day yeah and i just saw we got an email from tim i don't know how that's gonna work i really don't Yes, Jason and Joe can go. They got to do their show from Slacker, so they might as well leave yeah, the tournament early. Get the sound. And they need to go get footage for us. And we'll go hang day. with our good folks and yeah. take shots and give shots for all that is required. Yeah, do your job, Blitz. Go get footage for us. Hey, do what we ask you to do. Come out and hang with us. It'll be Cigar International. It starts at 2 o'clock and goes till, well, our wives start calling us. But come out <laughs> and, and join us about 2 o'clock. There are specials involved at Cigars, Drinks and Beer Backs. Yingling's yeah. going to be pouring tickets to the big game. Everything you're going to want to do. and involve. Also, there's going to be a football game. And I bet there's a college football game or two out at Beautiful. Absolutely. Cig- and there's food out there, too. Yes. Uh, right next so, door. Uh, we got work to do. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.